0: Live. All right. We are live. Welcome in everyone and uh, welcome to a very special episode of the Pokey Tower podcast. I'm joined by uh Omar from Strictly Sealed today. Possibly I I actually I can say with confidence probably my favorite Yu-Gi-Oh dude uh on YouTube, <laughs> uh favorite Yu-Gi-Oh collector hands down. So thank you guys for tuning in. Alpha, CT, Chris, Josh, thanks for being early. And Omar, thanks for joining me today. I'm I'm very happy to have you on. I don't have a lot of people on this podcast, but like you're the type of person I want here. So thank you for being here.
1: <laughs> I appreciate you, fam. Thank you.
0: Yeah, um, so we got a lot, a lot to talk about. Um, this, I'm gonna try and drive this like a normal combo. <laughs> I don't want it to be too line for line. But um, the first thing I got to talk about is this podcast, I thought wasn't gonna happen for a second uh because i think we had we had made contact i think late april mm-hmm. and then you were like stupid busy you were doing like live streams or you were uploading a video every day and then i sent you an email um yeah. and like i was like oh cool we're good and then you're like oh and i'm going on vacation till the 14th yeah. And i was like okay we're still good yeah. and then like all the way up to this week i was like dude where's this guy at and then i see that you, got, <laughs> you were doing psa you were doing uh Frankensons, which is a great spot. Yeah. Um, and I was like, damn, this dude is crazy busy. So is that is that like what it's always like for you?
1: Uh actually no, like usually I'm more of a at home type of guy. Like most of my business runs from home. It's just uh I'm I'm trying to take YouTube a little bit more uh serious, if that makes sense. Like, I'm trying to make it more of where, where I don't know I'm trying to bring a lot more collectors together and stuff like that with YouTube and I figured I should start investing in it and uh, with that past two weeks I decided to just uh, you know go off and and get a bunch of yeah. recordings get get a lot of content recorded so that I would have stuff that is not just me in front of the camera talking right it's, it's going to be more interactive brings more people. Uh, to, featured on the channel it features a lot more a uh, mo- lot more like um, brands and stuff like that yeah it... i don't know I, I figured that that's kind of the way to go about it because again i think people will get tired of just me saying like my opinion on whatever product is coming out or you know me regurgitating some history on a certain product although that's what my pe- uh, that's what a lot of people want um it, i i feel like if i tackle a lot more uh, other areas i'll be able to attract more audience to my channel because if you see my channel like a lot of my content that is like educational per se is not really the stuff that um it's not really the stuff that does well right, right? Yeah. most people most people they want like more uh in your stuff. face, yeah. flashy, yeah, content, and uh, again, like I, I'm more of a mellow person myself, but I try to bring that as much as I can, yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think uh, I think having a good variety of content, I figured would be uh, would 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 do well for the channel anyway. So
0: it's definitely working because yeah, you know, we've I've had run-ins with you in the past. We'll talk about that here in a second, but I actually mm-hmm. came across your channel again like a few months ago. And then I had seen like oh, yeah. a lot of the newer stuff that you were doing. And I was like, this stuff is sweet, mm-hmm. dude. You know, especially because like you're using freaking SDLRs, you know, shooting down in your binder and like, you know, the lighting's there, <laughs> the colors pop, everything's good. So it's way different than what you're putting a, this luxury style and look to yeah. collecting that makes it like, oh, wow, this is a cool thing. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, this, uh, geeky. Yeah. Right, it doesn't have
1: know? to be nerdy, right? It like can you can cool. have like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of my style is actually inspired by watch content. Like cause I watch a lot of watch videos, oh, like wow. literally wristwatch. That makes sense, yeah. So I, I was mm-hmm. looking at it and and I was seeing like how they like zoom in, in a uh, lot on like the you know the dials and yeah, yeah, the hands of the watch, right? And I was like, this is very similar to like Gluckys. Yu-Gi-Oh cards, yeah. right? Because <laughs> you have to zoom in quite a bit, small items, right? So I was like like i i should i should do something like this so that it's not anybody who sees Yu-Gi-Oh cards it's like just a bunch of geeks right like yeah, I, right, right, right. I don't know I, I figured i'll bring a little bit more of a style and more artistic take to the the Yu-Gi-Oh content creation because as i mean i'm sure you know like most Yu-Gi-Oh content is pretty much just a you know, slapstick gameplay or, or, or meta or stuff like Mm -hmm. 99% of the content is like that, or it's pack openings. Right. So I figured this is a way to, you know, bring more of a higher caliber investor, higher caliber um, participant into the hobby, because they're not going to join off of pack openings or, you know, people playing the card game, right? People, they want to see like, oh, there's like people who actually care about, the displayability of things. Oh, yeah. They, things they look, care yeah. about the release of certain things, right? And, and that's kind of my way to, to grow the hobby. Like, that's why I initially started the, the YouTube for is to make people look at my collection and be like, holy crap, I want that. While at the, uh, on the other side is see, uh, having these investment people that, are, that have real money come in and see that there's an actual serious side to the hobby. It's not just a children's card game.
0: Dude, I, no, it's perfect. I mean, it's got my attention. You, you definitely do stick out when it comes to that stuff, yeah. and you know, because I, I watch other Yu you uh, Yu-Gi-Oh guys, and I'm just like, this is, you know, not really jiving <laughs> with this. You know, it's just a, there's definitely a style. You definitely have branded yourself in a way to where it's like, okay, that's definitely strictly sealed stuff. So it, it's, it's great, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a that's that's why we're here today. Because I was like, this is this is amazing what you're doing I right
1: your now. Appreciate it, Tom. Thank you.
0: Um, so going back, uh, talking about you know. We we've had a run in before, and I don't. You probably don't remember me. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. But it was it was in I want to say late 2020, early 2021. Um, okay. I remember I was starting to buy vintage Digimon cards, and okay. I came across your eBay, and you had cases mm-hmm. of this stuff, and I was like, what Yeah, the I heck? did. Yeah. So so I went. I I bought like I want to say I bought the rest, like the one of the one of your cases, I bought the rest of it out and I was at a yeah. target and I get like a message, I get message on eBay and you're like, Hey man, uh, I think you were, someone in your family was having a baby. I don't know if you were having a baby or someone was, but you're like, Hey, I'm in the mm-hmm. hospital right now. I couldn't get to this order, but someone actually cleared me out today on my website. So I got to cancel yeah. this order. And I was like, no, okay. I was like, are you kidding yeah. me? And
1: I apologize, yeah. <laughs> it's fine.
0: It's fine. It's just funny because the dude who bought it, me and him, we don't get along very well so i was like oh this oh, guy really? i was like this freaking guy and Not i was really, like right? mad you know but then i realized like you guys really don't have anything to do with each other and then yeah again like i don't judge people like that either i'd rather like your content is what yeah. is what drives me in so i don't care about that other stuff but i was like i remember this dude i know who this guy is but that was that <laughs> was all right
1: cancel my order <laughs> <laughs> this is the guy who canceled on me
0: i i actually
1: i, I still have trouble with the the organizing inventory across different platforms
0: yeah cross-listing so
1: i actually i actually started basically putting um like completely different things on different platforms although it's gonna hurt it just saves me a lot of headache because i i could not figure out a way to have it clear from every single type of shop once it sold in one of them it's so difficult to manage that like it's actually one of the hardest things behind Uh, like in the behind the scenes or the uh you know like the back door of of shops like managing inventory via different platforms is is so disgusting i actually so now like i have my my psa 10s on ebay i have consignment psa 10s on my website and i have my raw cards on my tcg player so it's now it's like they can never they can never overlap yeah yeah uh, i lose joke. a little bit of traction but it is what it is like i i can't like <laughs> i i just had a lot of these issues where somebody would message me i'll go to pack it up i'll see i can't find it, i go on my website it's gone uh, and I, I i tried to check shopify why didn't it not update like it's just a pain in the ass but i do apologize for the bad experience no. honestly <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's tough it was time. tough though
0: <laughs> just giving you a hard time we have a we have a lot of like passionate uh Digimon dudes in our discord. So we're always heckling yeah. each other and stuff like that. It's not a big deal. Uh, come to find <laughs> out, actually, I didn't know as much as I do today. So I'm actually grateful that I didn't get those packs because they didn't have anything that I wanted yeah. in them. But at the time, I was just like oh, yeah. buying. I was trying to accumulate as much as I could. So yeah. Um, yeah. Was it the green, the green ones? The green series? Yep. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, <laughs> yep, it was the green. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, we'll touch more on that later because uh, there's, sure. there's a couple of questions that people had on that. But um, there you guys go. That's our quick intro there. Um, that's what today's gonna be. I'm gonna be picking um, Omar's brain. I have a ton of questions. I also have questions from our guys in the Discord. Thank mm-hmm. you guys for showing up today. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna touch on everything. And if you have any other questions that might be able to piggyback off of it, just drop it in the chat, and we'll go from there. All right. So we're gonna start this um, from the beginning. Mm-hmm. When. When did you start collecting? Was it like everyone else in 2000? You did it as a kid and was it continuous to today or was there a start and stop period?
1: So for me, I i i got introduced into Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, on the playground. But I actually, we didn't have enough money to be able to buy any packs. I actually only bought one booster pack my whole life when I was a kid. Oh my gosh. Um, it was a Pharaonic Guardian. I had... It was the one off day where my mom couldn't make lunch. So she gave me like $5 oh. and I went and bought a Pharonic <laughs> Guardian booster pack. And I pulled Necro Valley out of that. I still remember it. Wow.
2: Um,
1: that was the only card I ever owned as a kid. Like I, I never had anything else. And um, I, I would always like be like, you know, like how people would circle while they're trading. I would be that guy that's watching on the side. I wanted all the cards because oh. to <laughs> me. I love Yu-Gi-Oh art. Like I, I think the U- the art on Yu-Gi-Oh cards is is by far l- like there. It's non real when it comes to like Pokemon or any other card game. I really like the new Digimon. I I, I think the new Digimon is quite stylized. It's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yu-Gi-Oh has this like gothicness to it. Oh yeah, that I, I really appreciate. And um yeah I I always loved it from when I was a kid someone's skull was like such a badass looking artwork to me and I didn't have the money to collect and then in in 2015 no uh, no in 2010 I believe I started uh, getting a little bit of money in like I was working summer camps and stuff like that so I was like you know, let me go get something that that I really wanted. And I just wanted the the front page of my binder to have all of the dark magicians. (laughs) Yeah. So I I skipped from 2003, 2004. I left the game at that point. I came back in 2010, 2012, and I I was building like these collection binders, right, of Yugi's cards, stuff like that. Mm. Now, at the time, nobody gave a damn about that stuff. Like I would go into Dolly's, which is my local card shop, and, and they would be like, yo, do you have trades? Do you have trades? And I would show them the binder. They would open it and they'd be like, what the hell is this? And wow. they just <laughs> <kid>. <laughs> like they just wanted like the synchros, the XYZs, right. the stuff that's like, that's playable, right? Oh, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, like I, I just kept getting shut down over and over again wow. back then because nobody was collecting. Like not a single person cared about these cards. Uh, so I ended up just being, uh, just closeting away the, the, the binder. And I actually ended up losing it. Like I lost it. I had first edition DMG, first edition Dark Magician, oh, like man. all of these things. But yeah, I lost all of it. And I, and then I went on to actually collecting something else, which is the statues here. Okay. I was actually a, a big statue collector. And um, at the time, like my my situation wasn't going very well because I wasn't doing very well at school. And I was accumulating so much debt while doing that. Mm. So I decided to. I had three hundred dollars. I had a. I had a Tumblr at the time. Actually, before I had the oh, three hundred. I had a. Tum, I had a Tumblr, that where I would just like post pictures and stuff. I would edit photos and post them right. And in on Tumblr, like the highest level, uh, followers is like was at the time like five hundred k, and I had like one hundred and twenty k. So like you can see like just, I was able to build up quite a big Tumblr blog. Uh, it's it's reels.tumblr.com like it's uh, i sold the the one with the follower accounts uh, the one with a bunch of followers but i still kept the domain name and i ended up selling that for like 500 bucks at the time oh my and i put that into a statue and i started flipping statues um i was able to pay off my debt and stuff like that within like two years it was, it was quite successful like wow. it was a huge I had nothing to what my name, this? no joke. I, I had not, $300, 400 bucks that I sold my Tumblr for, and that's all I had. And I ended up building, uh, paying off my school debt and, and accumulating around like $5,000 extra. My buddy in the statue hobbies was like, yo, yo, check out this DDS PSA 10. I was like, what the hell's PSA? <laughs> and I was like, I remember this card, bro. Like, this card is crazy. And I ended up picking that up from him. Uh, and at the time it was around 2014, 2015 or maybe 2016 actually where there was a big boom and DDS went from like 500 bucks to two thousand dollars in PSA 10. Whoa. And then it ended up actually crashing right after that because core TCG uh, li- liquidated a lot of their their DDSs they sent them in for grading mm-hmm. and 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 they, a lot of them got tens. So this DD uh, this D D S, the one that he bought he bought for two K and he was so like sick of looking at it because he lost right. like fifteen hundred <laughs> oh, bucks on no. it. He's like, yo, just take it off my hands. I was like, <laughs> I didn't know any prices or anything. I was like, this this was literally one of the most iconic cards. I was like, whatever, I'll just buy. It. I have five hundred bucks, ten percent. Okay, I can do oh, it. Oh my god! <laughs> I had five thousand dollars. I, I five hundred bucks. I paid it. And I got that in and you can still see it on my page. It's the first post on my Instagram page. I, I shared that and it was kind of there. Uh, after that, I just started buying and buying and buying, selling a little bit here and there to fund more purchases. And that's all I did from 2015, 2016, all the way until now. Holy cow. <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I didn't, I had no idea. That's actually pretty crazy. So like, uh, how old are you? Uh, right now i just turned 29 okay so you're yeah so you were doing the statue stuff during college or what uh
1: like yeah well <laughs> i i i okay while i was attempting college yeah <laughs> like I, <laughs> I i i i i went back to school three times and i failed every single time <laughs> um and i had yeah i had and i went on debt right so i had like 20k every single year three years in a row i had 60k debt i I had nothing to show for it. Wow. Yeah, so it was like like during that time, yeah. I was like, it's kind of an escapism. I I watched like the first Iron Man film in 2008, and I was like blown away. And I got into more, you know, like Marvel and stuff like that. And just seeing like a 3D physical representation was so fascinating to me. And it's a way to escape. But at the same time, like I had to make a little bit of money. So I just did that.
0: How how do you even find out about statues? Like, how, what got you into that? You just were into Marvel, bro, and all of a sudden you just came across it.
1: The day the day that I was getting kicked out of school, like I was packing <laughs> my bags to go. No joke. I walked by this comic book shop, uh, and I was okay. like, "All right, let me check out what they have. Maybe I can grab a book for five bucks or something." No I way. walked in, and they had this massive statue. That, like, this is like twenty five inches, bro. Right. I was like i was like holy crap what is this wow <laughs> and i was like how much is this they were like they're like oh it's 400 bucks 400 dollars like, for literally a, a figure right yeah that's that's mad and i that I, I packed my bags went home like a couple months later i could not get that statue off of my mind i it was a spider-man statue i looked it up And I was able to find one for 325 bucks. Holy cow. uh, Locally. Locally. Yeah. So I ended up buying that from him. And that's where I sold my Tumblr. I literally sold the Tumblr that week. (laughs) I got the money, fucking sold, bought that statue. I brought it home. My mom was so pissed. She was like, what are you wasting your money Uh, on this shit for? My bad. (laughs) I uh, I swore. I don't know if that's allowed. But yeah. And then um, that's, that's how, that's how, um, that's how I got the statue thing, yeah. Dude, I would have never so guessed. Wild.
0: Holy cow. Yeah, that's nuts. Okay, <laughs> so as a kid, you don't have any Yu-Gi-Oh. You're just kind of watching from the sidelines. You get a little bit older, you start college, and you get into statue collecting as you fail in school. And then that <laughs> leads you to a friend who has a DDS PSA 10. You get that for yeah. 500 bucks, and it's just been slowly accumulating since 2015. Pretty that's much? correct, yeah. Okay, so, we you kind of touched on this, you know, why is Yu-Gi-Oh your favorite besides like the the artwork?
1: Um, you, it was the only card game that I. It was the only card game where I was truly fascinated by. Um, the I like the no mana system, like the fact that there's no uh, every card is a resource. Mm-hmm. That's so unique. There's no other card game like that every other one needs like something to be able to activate the cards that you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just a big fan of that, the tributing sacrificing monsters, the Gothic style, the, the esoteric art, the esoteric symbolism in those cards. I just, I was just a big fan of that. And then, and then another thing that I really liked was, uh, uh I liked how every single card. Okay. I liked that when I watched the TV show, and I want it to be Kaiba. I can literally be Kaiba by having those cards, right? Yep. Right. Like if you watch Pokemon or Digimon, you don't actually want the cards. You want the actual Pokemon and the Digimon, like as a pet. Right. 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 You get you know, like Yu-Gi-Oh has that unique aspect in it where you can re- literally be the main character if you have the this item.
0: 100.
1: So, so that's kind of what really drew me into Yu-Gi-Oh. I was big into Pokemon, but I was more of a Video game, I was not really into the card game itself. I thought, I i don't know, it's just the yellow border stuff like that. I'm just not a fan. Um, I, I just feel it's very childish, while the black border for Yu Gi Oh! just makes it a little bit more mature,
0: yeah. And I've, I've always felt like Yu Gi Oh! has a classier aspect to it. Um, it does, it's crazy too because I, you were you mentioned what you just said. I was watching a video where you literally said the same thing like. I was probably watching this video maybe a couple weeks ago, um, and you are like, you know, mm-hmm. no, Yu-Gi-Oh!, in my opinion, is the best because the show is about the cards, and the product they sell you is the cards. You can't do that with Pokemon. Yeah. You can't do that with Digimon. Um, and yeah. then you said the same thing about the video games. I was more of a video yeah. game guy for Pokemon. And then me too. Like, you saw me on my Game Boy, you know what I mean? Um, I didn't do <laughs> yeah. much Pokemon card collecting. I had Starter Decks because yeah. my parents thought that was like the... The budget deal you know like you get all these cards for you know nine bucks or whatever so like that was like the big deal um but the video games for pokemon were like big thing for me um yeah that's why that's why i started to realize like me and this dude are gonna get along we think very much the same in that aspect like because pokemon game boy games is where it's at for me um i still yeah. i collect some of the cards but the game boy games is where it's at and then Oh. when you say that yeah. we've said it on our podcast before too like uh me and my brother were actually talking about it a while back. We were saying, you know, Yu Gi Oh! is the only one where it's like yeah. you get what you get from the TV show. So that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, so we, we actually covered this one. The first thing that you bought when you started collecting Yu Gi Oh! is pretty much that DDS, right? Yeah, <clears throat> DSPSA thing. Yeah. Okay. Can you, re- so in 2015, can you remember what was, what was cool or what you were trying to go after after that? What, what was the thing that people were hunting back then?
1: So um, after that, I, I actually went a little bit more into Pokemon, um, actually, for, for, for cards. And the, the, the cards that I really wanted were the Neo Revs, the Neo mm-hmm. Rev Shinings, the Neo Dogs, as well as the Houndoom from Neo Revelation. Okay. I, I just thought those, those six cards... The artwork Number one, not only did I not see it in like any Pokédex, I didn't see it. You know, like those Pokédex books? Yeah, yeah. Uh, You see how like the the art is oftentimes ripped right out of there and put onto the cards, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. Those six cards, they are completely original artworks. Like they're literally, you won't find them in any books. You won't find them in any exterior art. It's literally just on these cards. So Mm -hmm. I remember seeing them. I was like, wow, these are so unique to me. I have not seen this before. I've seen base set Blastoise in like pretty much every book that I read yeah, when I was a kid You because yeah. see it on the Pokemon blue cover, right? Like yeah, yeah. so to me I was like I was like wow this is so cool. And and I and I saw that it was Ken Sugimori because at the time like I said I collect cuz I like the fine art aspect. I, I yeah. really look at these pieces as fine art. So when I see that it's an artist that I really appreciate which is kensugimori like i can't do pokemon from any other artist like it's oh, wow. it's kensugimori or bust yeah so um i was like wow like I, I i have to have these and that's what i went after and you'll i i think you'll see the entei and the Suicune and the raikou on my page yeah. The yeah, I've, seen,
0: I've seen where you talked about those arts and you were like you, know, you won't find this anywhere yeah. else
1: <laughs> oh yeah so you you actually like yeah. you watch my stuff quite a bit eh? <laughs> like yeah so um <clears throat> Uh, Yeah, I I, I just really liked those artworks, and I went after those, and then I ended up picking up a Dark Magician Girl after that, and it was just basically check off every single card from my childhood, plus any artwork that I really liked. And at the time, prices were quite cheap. I think I picked up like like Entei from Neo Rev First Edition for like 500 bucks, PSA 10. (laughs) So you just went... (laughs) Which is like... I think $5,000 now.
0: <laughs> so, what, yeah, that's, that's nuts. So, when you got that PSA 10 DDS, you were just exposed to graded cards in 2015. Like, and that was, yeah. was that the standard after that? You're like, I'm only getting 10s or what?
1: So, I got, I got the P- PSA 10 DDS. And then what happened was I, I bought a box, a Pharaoh Servant booster box. I, at the time, I was actually called Vintage Yu Gi Oh! Okay? It was Vintage <laughs> underscore Yu Gi Oh! and i i got the box in and i ended up opening it up and i had not graded anything at the time yet uh and i met i I messaged some of the guys i was like hey man like this has waxing on the back and stuff like that and people were people were like oh yeah these are not gonna get tens they ended up getting tens They were just being like gloomers but Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. they're they're saying like oh these are not gonna get tens or whatever and i told uh At the time, I was so pissed because I was like, "Damn, I lost like three hundred bucks here." I didn't, I can't, and and then I was, I changed my name to strictly graded. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And then after that, I ended up basically, uh, I don't know what happened. Something in me just, I saw a lot more cards than I saw sealed product, Mm. and to me, as you start going through these cards, you kind of Uh, get desensitized to them and i wanted a little something new and i ended up just buying sealed stuff and i bought like boxes cases of anything i can find that i thought was oh this doesn't pop up often yeah and i ended up changing my name after that to strictly sealed that was like in 2018 or 2019 or something like that i don't remember and after that it just stuck
0: wow so who who was paving the way for you on this? Like, how were you navigating this? Or like, hey, I need to go get this. I need to go get this or this. Like, because when someone's brand new, it's almost like there's yeah. so much out there now, they just get stuck yeah. and they don't know what to buy because they're just like, it's too much. It seems like you knew what you so were doing.
2: For,
1: okay. So, for me, when you will see this when I talk about any certain topic of any substance, uh, if, I, if I'm going to talk about it, I, I need to know what I'm talking about and in any endeavor that i try to pursue if i end up liking the thing or if i'm fascinated by it i just spend like months digging into every single thing i can find i was on pojo forums bro i was on every single thing trying to read every single thing that i can and and that's what i did with the statues like if you actually like there's this old stuff it's called um immortalized in stone it's just like old chat that people would have and they would invite me on and i was like the expert in that one too because in statues like i would dive into like what factories produce what what factories paint like what etc because et like i was just i like to go so deep into every rabbit hole that i can if i'm fascinated by it if i don't like it forget it you will never be able to get me into to to look at it like school for example but if i end up enjoying something like I, I, I truly delve into it. Like I, bro, like any topic, I just go really deep. Wow. And that's kind of what I did with, once I got the DDS, like I was like looking at every single thing, every single release, um, where, where they were released, like how, for how long, et cetera. And yeah. that's kind of uh, before I bought anything. And that's crazy. I did the same thing with statues. Like, yeah, I, I'm just like that. Like I can tell you who sculpted each thing, I can tell you, like, uh, like you know what I mean? Every, yeah. every single thing like that. I, I, I'm just one of those guys who, like, if I go into a rabbit hole, I, I go all the way. I don't just stop.
0: No, nah, I, I love it. I mean, that, <laughs> I think that's what it takes to get, you know, uh, to what you're doing. I guess that's really what yeah. it takes. You can't half-ass anything. Um, part of the reason why I wanted you on the show, you know what I mean? Because that's, that's the way I also <sighs> try to treat my stuff. It's like, don't go on blabbing about stuff you don't know what you're talking about. I mean. You damage your credibility, yeah. especially now. You know, maybe back, you know, 2015, 2016, you could say some things and be wrong. But yeah. now, you know, these trading card podcasts and guys that try to, you know, get clips on their stuff and, and put it out in shorts, they get grilled. You know, you, you say one yeah. thing wrong, you're done. Um, and yeah. with your stuff it's it's immaculate. So I, I really appreciate it. I, I I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think like I'm I'm not one of those guys where I would say like uh sen- sensors people censor people for uh for like i don't know saying like certain uh certain things or whatever that might be incorrect um i'm not one of those guys the reason is because uh i think in my opinion the truth always reveals itself That's the saying. truth always reveals itself so uh, it doesn't matter how much lies there is eventually uh the truth will always prevail so um I love to it. me we- <clears throat> sorry i love it yeah yeah so to me like i i i would rather have people have that freedom to say anything that they want and be incorrect than uh having kind of like an authority figure that decides what is right and mm-hmm. wrong uh, for what what to say and what not to say and the reason is because uh, i trust the truth more than i trust The authority figure to always get it right because everybody is uh, we're all human right and i i'm sure i made mistakes i'm sure in my videos you can still find comments where people correct me and i'm not uh, that's why i say like because because people are just fascinated by the truth people are are they gravitate towards the truth it it always ends up they'll figure it out showing yeah. itself it always figures itself out exactly right. you just need to give it time there's always going to be wrinkles in the starting process in every beginner hobby there's going to be bs always but it all, if there's enough interest behind it that that yeah. every people will take the incentive to, to reveal the truth like i'll give you an example like the whole shadow list thing I was around at that time where people were saying thin stamp, thick stamp, yeah, yeah. shadow list, whatever. And people were, were like adamant about, about these things. They're, they're like, there were, you would see like disputes on, on, in the comments section of videos, stuff like that. Eventually, eventually because there was so much intrinsic, uh, interest, uh, not there, there's so much like genuine interest in the, in the hobby. You saw people posting these openings. You saw people posting like, oh, like I opened this from this box. I opened this from this box. And people just revealing these, these things sort of streamlined and optimized itself out. So um, in the beginning, if we, had, if we had people get censored because they said the wrong thing, mm, right? You never figured out. You would have never had people correct them, for example. You never had people speak up. You never had people come into the hobby and say, oh, no, I actually did this. I actually pulled this. You know what I mean? Because maybe they they would have gotten censored too. If we had this authority figure that didn't agree with them, maybe they would have gotten censored too. So I would rather just everybody have a free market to say whatever they need to, and I think the truth will always prevail over anything else.
0: Uh, That's kind of like my philosophy, at least. That is a gem, dude. I I love that. um, That is pretty... uh... Pretty insightful, um, <clears throat> I love that. Okay, so let's get back. Let's get back to your early, early uh, collecting here. Um, sure. How do you have any idea how much a week or per month you were spending on Yu Gi Oh! let's say 2015, 2016, or I know you started buying Pokemon, but like <laughs> any collectibles, how much were you kind of allotting yourself at that time?
1: Believe it or not, uh, every single thing in my collection was purchased with money in the hobby, other than the initial DDS so to buy the ente for example the initial ente i actually bought the dds i ended up selling it for uh 75 more i ended up buying a bunch of packs which i ended up selling for 50 dollars more and i ended up buying the ente wow. i ended up selling the ente for a little bit more. everything was funded right from uh, right from the hobby i i never actually i i mean right now you could say because i it's my income i'm spending in it yeah yeah but but initially before I actually went full time with the business, I actually never spent anything. Most of my, oh, my any money that I made from my actual work at the time went towards uh like like sustaining my life. Yeah. Or 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 or, or yeah. I, I never actually spent out of pocket for anything.
0: Yeah. You said you made seventy five bucks on that DDS? Yeah. Dude, that's time,
1: crazy. Yeah. So
0: that's something I want to touch on for the the yeah, By the here.
1: way, I, I have to give you a perspective. Okay. 2016, 75 bucks was different than right, today. Okay. Right, right, 75 right, right. bucks today is like, Well, this is this, <laughs> is, something, somebody,
0: this is something sorry, a, lot go ahead. Of my, a lot of my guys, a lot of my guys um, have a hard time dealing with is I tell them, Hey, you need to learn how to take your small wins. Right. A lot of yeah. people would scoff at 75 bucks. It's like, look, a win <clears> is a win. You build on that. Eventually you scale that up. 75 yeah. bucks turns into 750, turns into 7k. Like, but you can't do that. If you can't win 10 bucks, you're not going to be able to handle to take a hundred dollar win or a thousand dollar win. So I actually like that, that that's crazy to pay 500 bucks, you know, to get a $75 return different times back then. Um, but I think that's something I think a lot of new collectors need to, even myself take the small wins, you know what I mean? Learn how to take profit on those things and, and don't get high off your supply. You know,
1: even, even, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, even up until like 2018, 2019, I was still buying a card for ninety dollars, selling it for like ninety six dollars. No joke. That's sweet. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I was, I was literally doing you that. Were thrilled no joke. On like that though, right? Yeah. I, I, sorry. You were thrilled on that though, right? I, 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 I took every single dollar I could make. I don't care because to me, uh, like I don't look at my time per hour. I don't, I don't look at it like that. Like I never, I never try to say like, oh. I sold like about, to me, yeah, like, I guess it's a, it's a type of humility. I don't know what it is, but I'm okay. Take uh, as long as I'm able to make even a little bit, I don't take it as a loss. Um, nowadays I obviously I'm a little bit more picky right, right. because, right. because, uh, just naturally your time gets more and more valuable more experience. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. You got this figured Exactly.
1: Out. Yeah. And, and, um, and once you have like multiple revenues, you're not as reliant but yeah. in the beginning i tell you the first three four years can't be as picky. like i i was buying things for like five dollars ten dollars profit no not even joke I, I mean it it would have to be like like at least ten percent margin yeah. like i'm not going to buy like uh but i would i i think that i drew the line at like five dollars i think five dollars was the minimum profit yeah. for me that i wouldn't work for dollars but i would do like five bucks
0: yeah no that's that's sweet i i yeah. i respect that um i don't think it's, i think a lot of people could actually learn from that um you know it would, i think there would be more collectors that would be more profitable and grow their collections if they had adopted that mindset like take the small wins stay alive rather than just drown out mm-hmm. there and and hold the bag on some things um yep so what you were talking about Yu Gi Oh and how you were you had that binder and no one was really into the collecting aspect of things um, there's more like yeah. people just playing it uh so was there any type of hype like there is right now was there like where did you find Yu-Gi-Oh stuff how how were people talking about it you know uh what, what was out in 2015 facebook is that what you're using you know what i mean
1: um <clears throat> what you were talking sorry uh um hmm okay the person that got me back into into like uh, the person who really got me back into collecting was somebody called the old school expert. I don't know if you mm-hmm. know who that is. He's,
2: I've, I've he was the
1: ones. one where, where like he was the one that did the same thing that I'm trying to do. Which is like I want that whatever he has, I want that. Yeah. You know, because he would show off his collection. I would be like, dude, that is so sick. Like he was the first one that got a lot of the the collectors back in the game. And uh, I'm basically just trying to take the mantle. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that he. Wait, sorry. Repeat the question. I, I don't want to. I don't want to steer too yeah, much yeah. off a tangent. Um,
0: it just talking about like the hype. That, like so, today, a lot of people. Talk yeah. About that, it, so you know.
1: there was no hype back then. It was. It was very much like you had whoever wanted stuff. to collect, you collect. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm telling you, I bought Time Wizard for like fifty dollar, uh, for hundred fifty bucks, PSA ten, and then. And then, you know, like, you would wait maybe a month and be able to get, like, 165, uh, something like that. Yeah, and yeah. then it, it it was like that, yeah. Like, um, back then, there was, like, really not, not a lot of hype. There was not even a lot of sellers. Right. You can find cards e- very easily to grade. Like, I graded maybe 10 DMGs, PSA 10, Dark Magician <laughs> Girls. Oh, <God>. my um, <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> it's... <laughs> That's yeah, nice. th- it was very easy to grade. I graded maybe like fifteen, twenty time wizards, PSA tens. Like I graded a lot. Yeah. Um. And you can, and you don't even need to buy collections at the time. At the time, like you can just pick up, uh, pick up, uh, uh, like the raw cards on eBay. You can pick up PSA nines for like thirty bucks and just regrade them literally the day that you got them, and wow. you they'll most likely get tens because back then, like. You'd you'd have such a huge nine tax. It's just like today, where where it's like there's no way you're gonna get all tens. You have to get taxed. Doesn't matter how good your 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 grades are. Yeah, yeah. So,
2: Hmm.
1: yeah, it's uh. Back back then, there was not. You can easily get the cards, but you could not move them very easily like today. Yeah. Right. Like people look back in the day, they're like, oh, like you could have got this. You 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 were very lucky that you entered early. Hmm. Right. I entered early because of genuine interest, right? I do not even thinking about selling really. And I, I, I wasn't like if I sold it, I sold it, right? Like yeah. if I sold it, I sold. Like it is what it is. Um yeah. uh, But at the time, it was very hard to move things, man. Like it was so tough. Wow. Like it's not like today where people are like, oh, if it's a deal, like, la- okay, like back then, uh, if if it's like not a deal, people would not really buy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like a road to the bottom instead of road to the top,
0: (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So how were you, how do you guys, back then, how were you guys like um, pricing things out? How did you find out like, hey, this is market or, you know, what was it just eBay back then? Or how how do you guys had that sense of that?
1: Um, It was more, uh, it was actually a very good Instagram community back then. Okay, I'll tell you this. Um, Whenever a hobby is still in development, people cannot stand ebay okay right. they can't stand ebay why because ebay introduces um it, it introduces collectors that are not well versed in the hobby and what happens is okay if i can't sell this on instagram i would throw it up on ebay mm. and somebody that is not in the instagram Some community sucker. would buy it <laughs> for higher. <hire. laughs> and then people in the instagram community would get so triggered because they would be like no that's not the real price like Uh. nobody right and and every single market is like this in the statue community same thing you list something that you can't sell on uh, on facebook you'd sell it on ebay because there's so much more audience Like people can't get out of their own head where they say they think like the world around them is the only thing that exists yeah and 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 that's basically where i kind of utilized ebay very very much pokemon is a little bit more streamlined but mm-hmm. for yugioh like wow. you could not you could not sell on on ebay without like being called a flipper being flamed because right. you're raising prices like you're shilling like it's just because again like people are so trapped in their own minds that they can't see that there's a, a whole world outside of what they
0: know no I- I get it. That, that, makes a lot of sense. Um, okay. So were there things back then, um, you know, before this boom, uh, say, let's say the 2015 era that you started collecting were there things back then that you did that you don't do now. So an example would be like, uh, opening stuff up, you know, uh, yeah, you change your name because of that experience. So like, is there anything yeah. else that yeah. you don't do anymore?
1: Um, <clears throat> what do I not do anymore? um right now i don't grade too much i i I don't grade too much um i used to grade a lot but now uh, i'm starting to i'm starting to see a lot of the gimmicks behind uh, the grading aspect where it it just feels not as organic as i would like number one yeah and number two i stopped grading because um There's no point to grading lower end cards anymore. So before the boom, you can grade lower end cards, still make pretty decent margin. yeah. Um, now it's like unless you hit the ten, you really uh, you, it, yeah, it's you're like you're not gonna mm-hmm. you might even take a loss
2: mm-hmm.
1: so to me, i don't I don't really like playing with those types of odds. I don't like relying on another person to make my odds Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so if i'm if i'm grading i'm relying on psa to make me money if that makes sense so to me i'd rather rely on myself for that aspect so i i deal with mostly sealed i do a lot more um reason i try to like well basically i kind of advanced into growing my brand because that will get me more exposure in order to be able to get more collections and stuff like yeah. that because again i'm not trying to rely on another person i'm trying to rely on myself yeah
0: yeah so, that's that's pretty yeah. cool and in, an example of that'd be like kind of like your binders you know what i mean um correct something yeah. like that you don't have to rely <laughs> you don't have to rely on psa grading your binder you know it's like this is an awesome product out the box correct uh, yeah and that that's yeah. that's pretty cool i, I like that
1: yeah I, I am I am a big uh I am a, I actually have noticed in myself like I'm very big into um trying to contribute towards the hobby like when I was actually in statues I actually made my own statue by the end of it to kind of like wrap up my exit I wow. made my own my own statue yeah and um it, it was a huge hit as well um I so I feel like I have a knack for or at least the eye for what is appealing to to people yeah um and, and that's kind of uh, where I realized like that's where my strengths are uh, I, I tried to kind of go towards that and I found that YouTube again like I have that eye appeal I'm able to make like decently good looking videos the it, and then and 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 the binders I would say like they're quite aesthetic they're quite classy yeah, um, uh, yeah I mean I, I tried my best to always go towards my strengths oh, nice. and and gambling is not one of them so that's, pretty <laughs> that, that's where i i i kind of opted out of psa back then it was a lot easier to get gem mints yeah uh, not gem mints but like easier to find gem mint cards oh yeah so, so i'm not gambling as much now i would say it's a lot more of a toss-up
0: yeah and that's that was something um that i was thinking about when you're when you're mentioning that you know back then you could find gem mints you know pretty easily pick them out and now Today, like you go on eBay, let's say, let's say you're looking for a time wizard. You're going to have to mm-hmm. sift through like 150 cards and they're all going to mm-hmm. be inaccurate on the way that they're conditioned. They're going to say LP and they look like they're bent in half, you know, and you're going to yeah. go through all these different listings and you might find one and that one is priced as a PSA 10. And you're like, oh, there yeah. we go. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. It's even changed. You no, know, because I, I started collecting um like 2018, 2019. Um, so I was a little mm-hmm. late. Uh, but I was I was before the COVID boom. But I even noticed mm-hmm. I even noticed like from twenty twenty, even then uh, twenty twenty to now, I can't find the things as easy as I was. Um, yeah, and it's it's bro. Tough. Look
1: at Digimon blisters, man. You can find them all the time. Now can't find anything. Forget it. Good luck.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and and yeah, uh, what's one thing that this boom is is I don't like about this boom is. Although it brought a lot of like wealth to a lot of people, um what I didn't like was it brought all the people that are like, that have zero interest in the hobby and they just message you like, hey, is my card worth something? Oh, yeah. Is my card worth something? That is like my pet peeve, bro. Like that shit pisses me <laughs> off.
2: <laughs>
0: no,
1: I don't even reply. I'm like, bro, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Like, it's so annoying, man.
0: <laughs> I get it. I get it. And, and I remember you mentioned that too. Like, that's why I emailed you because you were like, I don't do DM. And I was like, no, I under- totally understand. You know, how many people say, is this yeah. worth anything? Is this that? It's like, man, dude, like I make so content much. on it. Just go watch it. You'll learn. <laughs> you'll figure it out. You know, uh, I'm not going to spoon feed everything. Yeah. So I, I I, sympathize with that. <clears throat> yeah. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is, you know, you talked about, uh, what was it um, old school Yu-Gi-Oh or vintage Yu-Gi-Oh? Uh, the the creator, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old school expert, yeah. Okay, so that was the person that inspired you to start sharing your stuff? Like, where did you get the idea yeah. of like, hey, I'm going to put this stuff on display and make it look cool? Where did that come from? Is was it, Did it start with the statues and then the Yu-Gi-Oh dude pushed you that way too? Like, hey, I can do this with the cards? Or
1: He actually doesn't display his stuff. He actually threw them in the box. But to me, the the thing that really... I think it's that intrinsic thing inside of me are. where I... I view these as fine arts, right? Yeah. So a fine art doesn't just sit in a box. A fine art doesn't work like that, it's right? It has to be on display. I want it to look like a museum, awesome. right? Yeah. I actually, my, my second name after Strictly Graded uh, was Museum-esque. That was my right between. I changed that because a lot of people were like, I can't read this. Like, mm. why? Is it? But Museum-esque was actually my statue brand. It was my statue company. And then and then um, I, tr- I tried to put it towards Yu-Gi-Oh, but people got like too triggered by it. Oh, so geez. I just changed it to Strictly Sealed. <laughs> wow. But yeah, Dude. Museum-esque was actually my brand for for a long time. The transformation.
0: That's crazy. All right. <laughs> um, so getting out of this little intro part here from the beginnings, um, was there ever a time when you realized Yu-Gi-Oh was going to make like a booming comeback? Was it prior to COVID that you just could kind of feel things or or, you know, COVID just came? And you're like, this is it.
1: Um, it, 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 Yu-Gi-Oh was kind of always like growing steadily. Well, actually, actually, no. Like it was actually more. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh was not. It was not growing per se. It was. It was very. Okay, it was growing, but it was so small that it was barely noticeable. Yeah. Where it's like you, you would make like two, maybe like at most a hundred dollars profit. Like at most. Yeah for any card that you're 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 selling um i never actually thought that it would to be honest with you um when when covid first happened that Mar- that march crash i don't know if you've seen like the stock market or yeah. any of those when on that on march 19th or 11th um it crashed very hard and at that point i actually that week i ended up selling a lot of my stuff because you thought everything i did i hard. did not expect the government to print the way that it did like mm-hmm. i i never thought in my wildest dreams that they would do something like this so i i, I was like wow like this is this is the crash this like is this yeah. is it because i i knew that we were like with qe and the 2008 crash like we had not seen yep. we had yeah we have not seen a crash in in literally mm-hmm. a, a decade you yeah. know is that a decade is 10 years yeah close to it yeah yeah in, in a decade right i was i was like what what the hell going on so I was like, "This is it!" And then, and then they turn on the money printers, and and everything just Everyone shot to collecting.
2: the
1: moon. <laughs> it's it like a huge wealth transfer, right? right. So, um, that, the, yeah. I mean, after that, it was it was kind of wild. That's kind of like what pushed me from this level to like this level, where it's like, bu- like buy whatever you want here, here, like you're making a hundred dollars a card. Yeah. So it, it, it was definitely. It, it does help that I had a lot of assets sitting because I enjoyed it, but it was like a massive, massive wealth transfer that I don't think anybody expected. Yeah. So no, I did not, I didn't, I had no idea. I actually thought it was going to go down. Wow. Cause I thought that it was like, it was like wild that we had just consistent growth on, on these things. We had n- literally never seen any, any crash or anything like that.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. So now we're going to start talking. I'm going to ask some questions about, um, the business stuff sure. and it seems like it seems like you had a pretty business mindset s- since the statue started but when did you realize you wanted to start branding and making this hobby a business when did that actually you know you, you realize this this can be done it's possible it's be- you know i can get beyond the five dollar profits every here and there i can do this all the time
1: um i i really started taking it as a business uh, where it basically became my main income in mid twenty twenty twenty, like where it, it really. Um, well, I I was able to live off of it before, right? But it was it was not co- like as comfortable as I wanted. Um, but in mid twenty twenty, that's kind of when I was like, I, I kind of got forced out of my job, and after that, I was like, okay, well, this is all I have left, so I just. Uh, so I just like kind of went full on in it. I started. I was like, "How could I monetize this? Uh, do I have any ideas?" That I, I, I had the binder in my mind back yeah. then. Um, I had, uh, but initially, I actually made booster box protectors. I don't I know if you've know, yeah. seen those on my mm-hmm. eBay, but yeah, I, I, I made those initially because I needed to monetize myself a little bit. And then uh, I had the idea in my mind for the for the for the binder because. I was not happy with anything I was seeing, yeah. but I just had no way of being able to manufacture and market it. Mm. So I was like, okay, what can I do? I I basically made a video with my wife. I told her like, uh, where well, I made the room tour video yeah, yeah. and I told my wife, I was like, this is going to put us on the map. So we got to make sure it's like perfect Like we shot that like 10 times. Oh my God. I told her like this, this video is going to pop off, like make sure, make sure like every, everything is perfect and stuff like that. And, uh, I, I ended up shooting that and that kind of made my channel like blow up a little bit. It's like, it, it got me past the one K mark, right? Yeah. It got me like all the way to three K and, and after that I started putting out more videos and I started earning some money from that. I started, uh, I opened a Patreon where I share the information that I'm sharing in my YouTube videos, but in a less, um, uh, in a less, um, professional way mm. if that makes sense like it would just be me talking with like a, a screencast it's the, all yeah. it's the same information it's just you know you're gonna have to sit through a little bit more ums and ahs mm. but you get that way earlier right like they oh, have information okay. that i'm not going to be releasing for another two years wow. so it's like it's kind of like that okay um and then I started that, I was just basically had to monetize myself every single way I can because I, I literally got forced out of my job. So it's like I had nothing else left. So yeah, I was forced to be, be able to, you know, uh, <laughs> make some money. And I, that, was, that was the big one where I sat like for three weeks working on that room tour video.
2: Yeah.
1: And yeah, and then I, I was like, okay, if I can market it through YouTube, I'll be able to sell the binders. Uh, that I want to make. And yeah, I had around, like I had a little bit of money. I actually, actually I had a a lot of money because again, like I got forced out of the job, but at the same time, my assets exploded. Right. So I still, I I still had money on capital that I can, I can invest. It's just, I had no way to market it. Like I can never sell the binders in a, in a high enough quantity to on, on my Instagram. Like Instagram is just not that platform for it. Yeah. Yeah, so. so I I had to focus on YouTube and I dumped like I dumped like 20k into YouTube so far holy just holy. on the gear and stuff like that. Yeah. And I yeah, I'm still not positive on the YouTube thing. I well, I'm positive with the binder sales, but like in terms of YouTube as an it investment, yeah. it, it has not turned it has yet, not right. brought it has not turned yet. Yeah. Um yeah, like my camera was super expensive, but again, like I told you like if I dive into something, I'm gonna do hundred yeah. percent. Otherwise, I just don't do it. Uh, so I,
0: I'm with you, man. That's yeah. cool. Um, I'm sure your time's coming soon on YouTube. I, I don't doubt that. But <laughs> going back to this room tour, how did? Why were you so confident that that was going to pop off? What 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 was going on where you're like this is gonna be it?
1: Well, I looked at old school experts' videos. And he had, like, zero production value.
2: <laughs> okay. And
1: he, was, and he was showing, he was literally just showing cards, right?
2: Yeah.
1: And I had, like, maybe, like, what, his, his cards, like, maybe 100 grand, like, maybe 200 grand. Like I had, like, $2 million worth of Yu-Gi-Oh! stuff yeah. in, in that room, right? So I was, like, how could it not, like, how could it not <laughs> pop off <laughs> if I'm putting in good production value, good music, you know, all these things? Yeah and 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 I would say like I, I'm pretty genuine with how I talk, like you you're not going to see me like kind of like fluff too much, so yeah, yeah. you can see it in the video too like I, I'm not like jumping on screen or anything yeah, like true. that, but yeah, yeah I, but I am passionate too, so you can see that through my videos, and I figured like okay if if I can combine all of these things and and you know invest in that production quality, I think it can do really well and I mean, yeah, it came to fruition. I mean, I did call it, but I had, I had. It was pretty well educated guess. It was not like just right, right. You know, just me talking shit.
0: So, <laughs> what what did your wife think about that when you were filming that? When she uh, when she saw the results, I guess. Uh, did she believe you, or was it one of those things like you'll see? Yeah,
1: actually, <laughs> actually when I got into statue collecting, like. My parents, they're very traditional, right? So they're like, unless you're going to school, like, you're a you're, you're failure, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, like, I, I was really down on my luck because I was failing in school and everything, right? And, and you have to understand from that perspective where your parents see you as like this failure that's like stuck at home. I, I was like, damn, man. Like, I, I was like, kind of backed into a corner. But yeah, yeah. She, she saw me really passionate about this, hot, this statue thing and I was really worried about it and um uh like i was worried that it might not work but she actually like bought me a small miniature miniature thing and she's like you can do it like uh, oh, yeah. i believe in you and stuff like that and you know it might come from like her naivete where like she trusts <laughs> trust me trust me like whatsoever but regardless it was it was very it, it definitely inspired me to like just try my best to to go off and she did the same thing with the room tour like the room tour she had no idea about. she doesn't really watch youtube or anything like that um uh, unless it's like she's like trying to learn something um and and she 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 was like yeah like if you say it works it works i mean you you popped off in the statue thing so so it seems like you know what you're doing And, and yeah she 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 definitely believed in me like from the day from day one like like be it naivete or not she still believed in me 100 and and she still does like 100 percent like if i say something like she takes it as like pr- pretty good because she knows i'm not going to say something unless i feel it's like she actually you, important you it
0: up and otherwise it. i'm
1: not going to say <laughs> give a shit like for me because i don't really care about a lot of things so <laughs> like i i give her free reign for most things so if i say something usually it's pretty important or of substance that's awesome least.
0: no i i love that that's cool um it's funny because uh <clears throat> Like I said, I don't, I don't talk to tubers or collectors that are, you know, on a different level than myself often. So last mm-hmm. time last time I was working with a cool trainer, Ryan, my wife was like, you know, I get nervous when you talk to these guys because they're just leagues beyond what you're doing right now. But somehow you're talking oh, to really? them. And then she said the same thing about you. She's like, why isn't this guy emailing you back? I was like, he's busy. It'll come. Don't worry about <laughs> it. She's like, I don't know. You worry me. <laughs> I was like, no, it's cool. <laughs> no, no, but, uh, no.
1: I, I always try to answer these like I because I, I would have loved for people. I mean, I, bro, I'm not no big YouTuber. I'm like, I would say like we're in the same ballpark. Like, I I would say like 50k and over is like where you really like pass that, mm. where it's like a different threshold. Mar- threshold, but um, okay. I always do that. Be- I always try to like give people how I want to be treated, right? Like you saw how I set up my back because yeah. I want your podcast to look as good as possible. Because I would want somebody to do that with me. Appreciate so, it. yeah. Okay, yeah. so.
0: I think that answers the question. This is what you're doing full time now, right? You're just a collectibles is, yeah. guy all the time.
1: Correct. Yeah. That's pretty is, sweet.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned you were uh, pushed out of your other job. What What were you doing um, before you went to this?
1: Um, I was, uh, so I, I sold jackets. Uh, I, I don't know if you know the Macaj brand. It's like a high end jacket okay. brand. Um, I was selling jackets there commission based. And then, I was also working, uh, as a, as a tennis instructor. Mm. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what I was like. I, I didn't really have a job cause I didn't have a degree, right? Like I had nothing. So yeah, yeah. it's kind of like just trying to make money where I can.
0: <laughs> I seen a, no, I was watching one of your stories and you were, you were hitting the ball in tennis. Were you? Is that what you used to do? You used to play tennis or what? How did you become an instructor?
1: Oh no, no, no. I, I was, I teach little kids. Like, I, <laughs> I never actually got coached tennis. I, mean, I never been coached because, I, like, I, we didn't really have a lot of money, so I didn't have okay. any I, actual training in anything. But I played a lot of sports, so I, I kind of like you know faked it until I made it. When ah, I got into the sport, went okay. to the tennis, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I have a lot of credentials. Like, check out my forehand, check out my back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea what. I, but I was teaching little kids, so it doesn't really matter, right? the basics the basics are just what's important
0: (laughs) that's cool so we talked about that being pushed out of that job is what forces Mm -hmm. you to make this leap um was it hard for you to make that leap um and is there anything that like let's say someone's in that position right now let's say they're getting let go within the next two weeks they're in a position to start the collectibles journey and make it you know a job uh And something beyond mm-hmm. what they just do on their free time, um, is there anything that you would wanna say to them or that they should know uh is it easier hear- said than done, or what what is it you know um were you scared of taking that jump, or were you just ready um if I was to
1: say something to
0: that. uh I'm quitting my job in two weeks. I'm gonna start a collectible store like you right? What would you say? You have
1: to have capital. That That's the main thing. You have to have enough capital that you are not forced to sell. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, that's what I would say. Like, that's my biggest advice I can give to anybody.
0: No paper hands.
1: Ne- never put yourself in a position where you are forced to sell. That's my thing. Like for me, I get the price that I want because if you don't buy it, cool, no problem. I, I don't mind having it sit for a year. Mm. And it also comes to the fact that I don't buy anything I don't like. I don't buy anything because I feel like it's gonna go up in price. I I, I buy it because I like it, right? That's the first thing, and then I see like how much I'm buying of it, uh, depending on the other m- metrics. Right. But my main thing is I have to like it, and this is something that's like I told you where I have that eye where I I could see like when I, it, I was doing the stature thing, like bro, people were like paying me to tell them what. Statue, they should and so buy because it might go up in price. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. Yeah,
1: because 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 I have that eye where I would see the thing, I'd be like, okay, yeah, this is gonna pop off. This is gonna be shit. Like this is so. Um, I I have that thing. I don't know how to explain it. You it just seems appeal, like
0: the brand, the rarities, and how that all kind of goes together. And then the exactly like that, like that mixture, if yeah. that
1: makes sense. And I'm able to call it. Uh, I'm not 100, percent but I I do pretty well and um yeah i I think that's kind of how i go about it i just if i like the thing if like intrinsically do i like the way it looks do i like the card art? do i like i don't know the way the booster box looks stuff like that if i like that cool i'll buy one and then i look at the other metrics how short printed is it you know the uh, how popular is it stuff like that
0: but that's secondary to just liking it
1: and and then and, then, and then that's that will dictate like if I'm buying a lot of it or not.
0: Mm. That's pretty yeah. simple, and it, I think people overlook how yeah. easy that actually is. Um, yeah. Because there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of people that nerd out, and I'm like, you know, sometimes it's not that difficult. <laughs> yeah. know, like It really is. It, it really like is. You yeah. want it?
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. If if you actually like it, chances are other people will like it. Just uh, it's just a matter of it's just a matter of Uh, should you buy a lot of it Mm. because uh, will there be enough people that like it or will they put out too much of it that it will oversaturate? Yeah. That that's where the main issue is. Right.
0: Yeah. Easy stuff. Okay. So hopefully I don't, hopefully I don't bring up something too crazy here, but you mentioned your parents, you know, about school and stuff like that. So what does your family and friends think now that you have had a, decent amount of success and this is something you can do full time i think that's a pretty strong testament to like i I think i know what i'm doing um what does the family think now
1: um okay well my sisters and and stuff they they really look up to me so they kind of uh they like they're very happy with what i do my parents um like i think i think my parents just wanted the degree to kind of like brag to like other parents like oh yeah my son's an engineer my son is a doctor whatever right but i don't think that they actually care too much as long as i'm able to make a steady living and i'm not doing like immoral shit right so um that's kind of like their key and i think i think that they're quite they're quite proud of me i mean when i did when i did the binders it sort of solidified me into something that is like an actual businessman. I'm not just like a flipper per se, oh, right? Like, yeah. uh, because because the binder is like my own creation, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm creating something from scratch and I'm not limited to just vintage. Right. Right. Like with, with Yu-Gi-Oh, right? Like vintage runs out eventually. Like at some point it's going to run out. So at that point, am I not going to have a job? And that's where my parents kind of worry. Yeah. Worried, can just go
0: 27 right? years.
1: <laughs> Correct. Yeah. But, in the, but with the binder, it's again, my own creation. So they're like, Wow, like this guy made it from scratch. Like he literally envisioned something in his brain and he brought it to real life. Yeah. can't deny that anymore, right? Like you can't say like this guy is just faking it. Yeah. And and after I, after they saw the binder, after they saw like a massive truck drop off a pallet of of stuff, they're like, "Oh, okay, like this guy's he's he like he's serious, That's right?" Awesome. And it might be because again, like they uh you know, I don't know. I'm Middle Eastern. My right? Middle Eastern parents like they're the type where they don't compliment you what right, whatsoever. Never say it to your you face. No, matter, no matter what you do, like it doesn't. Matter. <laughs> because they gotta keep you humble, right? <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> so, so it might be that. But I get that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they're proud of me. So
0: that's sweet. That's really yeah. cool. <clears throat> All right. So we talked about your schedule earlier. That this last few string of weeks was kind of out of the ordinary, but what does a what does a normal day look like for you, running this business?
1: Uh-huh. Um, so right now I wake up, I I, I answer emails, um, uh, and then I go straight to packages. Uh, after I open my TCG player shop, I, I started getting a lot more. So now I pack up binders, I pack up uh, the raw cards, I pack up like booster packs that people bought. It's around like 20 packages a day around there. It's, it's quite a small pr- project, but it's, it's pretty high margin, yeah. so it's, it's pretty good. And then um, And then uh, I, I sell those, pack those up, and then I spend the rest of the day. okay, so after that, I, I drop off the packages, I start thinking about ideas like what I'm going to be doing for um, videos. Mm-hmm and then um i start co- trying to also connect with people to get like more uh t- to get to arrange dates where i can go and check out their collection for
2: mm, yeah, for um that,
1: yeah. i don't know if you know digi schnitzel i do he's uh like i'm going to be doing his collection soon so i like just yesterday i was talking to him like after i drop packages i was like hey like let's arrange a time where i can come and shoot your collection mm mm-hmm um and stuff like that and then uh, after that i just uh either shoot videos i try to shoot like three videos a day not three videos i try to shoot like if i have three videos i try to do them all at once so Mm -hmm. that i don't have to like set up everything yeah over and over again um and then after that i'm I'm talking uh yeah i mean after that i just uh I, oh, I do a lot more listings like on TCG Play. I list mm-hmm. a lot more cards. I sit there and just list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I try to organize some inventory, keep track of some accounting and stuff like that. And then, and I, I usually have some sports at nighttime. So I play sports. And then at night, I, I basically have to talk to China because that's when they wake up. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, that's basically. My day and I go to sleep. So, <laughs> it's pretty much all work until I play sports.
0: Yeah. So what are we talking like ten, twelve hour days or what?
1: P- pretty much, yeah. But, like I would say, like my wife thinks I work twenty four hours a day. But yeah, yeah.
0: that's kind of. How like, it sometimes is, I huh? wake
1: up. Sometimes I wake up like in the middle of the night because I get a ping from China and I yeah. have to reply to them. Do something. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and I would say like ten, twelve hours minimum.
0: Does it? Does it kind of? Does it feel like work though, or are you just going through doing what? Nah. I love it. Yeah,
1: I love it. I love I love it so much that when I I went on to Mexico for vacation that last week. Yeah, and they're like they're like, dude, do you get off your phone? I'm like, no, nah, like that's like going to Mexico, sitting on the beach. That's 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 literally work for me. I like <laughs> I like working, yeah. right? Like I I enjoy it so totally much that you. yeah, like all of them, they have jobs that they don't like, so right? So for it, them. Yeah they're getting away from for me i'm getting away from the thing that i like from my yeah. vacation <laughs> my
0: docket is stacking up as i'm sitting here doing nothing i love i love sorting through cards bro like i
1: just love looking at cards looking conditions i love doing it like yeah. so it's, it's just a passion and it takes
0: a lot of freaking time too you know cuz it is it's very
1: time consuming yeah. yeah it's i would say it's not very efficient but i like it so i guess that doesn't really matter right
2: yeah
0: okay so we're talking 10 12 hour days how do you how do you manage your time, you know, for someone that mm-hmm. wants to be self-employed? How do you manage your time to where your family and your quality time isn't lost in that? And you're not just a workaholic. How do you get your family on board with that as well?
1: I do have a problem with that. Uh, I'm not going to deny. Like I, I do have a problem where I feel like sometimes I neglect my my parents, my sisters. Like I don't drive them where I should, where I could have been driving them. Mm-hmm. I. I don't spend time with my wife where I could be spending time with her. Like I, I I don't deny that. Um, the, the thing about my wife though, she's like, she's very malleable. So she was actually able to integrate herself into my business where she's actually able to spend time with me through my business, if that makes sense. So like, I bring her on all my trips because she's now recording, right? So, on the days <laughs> cool. that we're not recording, she's able to spend time with me, yeah. right? But now, like, she goes on every vacation with me because of that.
2: That's sweet,
1: right? Um, things like she knows how she does, like, all, most of my TCG player stuff. She does, yeah. um, like, packages as well. Like, she would all. So, she worked herself into my life so well that it's like, I see her all the time anyway now because right. she's working with me all the time. Yeah. Um, I do wish though I we did have like non-work time a little bit more often. That is a problem and I'm working on that.
2: But
0: it's um, probably hard and for you my to family
1: allocate that time now.
0: It's probably hard for you to allocate that time because you love doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, like it's a <laughs> it's like even when I when I do try to take some time off. You're not present. Like I'm sitting there <laughs> thinking about it. Right, I'm zoned out. Like, oh, you know,
2: <laughs> I get
1: it. I, I'm missing some deals right now. I'm, I, I could it. be checking eBay, whatever.
0: <laughs> My wife has said the same thing. Sometimes she'll look at me. And she's like, "You're not even here right now." And I'm just like, "Yeah," I'm like, "Hold on," I'm yeah, I'm also yeah, <laughs> crunching some numbers. Okay, yeah,
2: it
1: is.
0: Yeah, it's honestly like that.
1: It's, it's not- tough, man. Like, uh, I, 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 but maybe I don't know. Like something in me is telling me, like. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm coping. I don't know, but I, I'm saying maybe like it's because I want to. I want to stabilize myself enough where I can kind of pull away. Yeah. Right. I like right now, I do the binders, I do the packaging, I do all. The, so eventually, yes, what sir. I would like to, it, to do is like, grow the business so much that I'm able to kind of step away, have things, it yeah. self-automate, right? Mm-hmm. Self-work by itself um at least that's the goal maybe i'm coping like i said like oh, no
0: no that's that's what goes on in yeah. my head too um uh i yeah. always think i'm like you know i know i'm sacrificing time family friends my kids and stuff but it's necessary now you know there will come a time yeah. where that changes right but right exactly, now yeah. i have to be present because this yeah. thing's in its infancy you know what i mean And it can't be here if i yeah. let it, it'll die on its own if i don't take care of it so i totally get exactly that and
1: and your and your kids right now, like they seem young like in your pictures, so like oh yeah, although it is very important and uh, the, the the time is very important to be spent with them, they're not gonna remember it as much as like later on, oh, yeah. where you know you're because you're established, you can spend more time like when they're ten 10, yeah. 15 years old, right yeah, like when, at when that point they're gonna really is, yeah. start registering their memories, right, yeah. so it's like if you have that time then. It, it it would make a little bit more sense. At least that's how I see it. Again, maybe it's coping, but
2: not,
0: we <laughs> yeah. won't find out until we get there. But um, no, I I agree. That's kind of where I'm I'm at with my stuff too. Um, so now this is this is another thing regarding the business. Like uh, you mentioned it was you know a small accumulation of things. Was there ever a time where you actually took some capital and said, "I'm going to start buying big chunks of the market uh, because this is going to be my job now"? Like uh, for example, I think you said you, you know you have like four hundred plus uh, various legacy packs, right? <laughs> MRD, yeah, LOB. Yeah. like, was that a thought like, Hey, I'm going to dump some capital into this. And this is going to be one of my cash cows or how does that work?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, I dump capital all the time now, but that's cause I have capital, but like, okay. Like, uh, but it all came from the business. So, uh, that, that 400 pack lot, it was actually a storage place. Mm. I ended up buying it for around like 40 K. Uh, that was a lot of capital, um, but it, it came from previous sales that I did. That's nuts. Actually, my, my, my biggest cap, my biggest cash cow, that where like I earned a lot of money was Pokemon. It was not even Yu-Gi-Oh. Right, right. Like I I was buying Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue sealed for like two hundred bucks a piece. Oh my gosh! Like yeah, back then, <laughs> yeah, and, and back then neo genesis neo rev were around like four thousand dollars five thousand dollars i was looking at them i was like how the hell is this box like worth so much while the video game is not mm. is, is like two hundred dollars yeah, it makes yeah. no like i played this nobody played this yeah, yeah. at least in my generation nobody played this so i was like all right let me just scoop them up wow. i i dumped like maybe five thousand dollars in there and that turned into like like well over six digits <laughs> wow. yeah.
0: So, yeah um so that's there was no loans no like none of that it was just yeah. i was selling no. these cards and statues and it it came into it turned into this nice little nest yeah. egg and then i just dumped that back in
1: i have pdsd with the loans thing man like i i i, I will not touch a loan ever again <laughs> yeah like it, even my property i bought cash like i oh I, I won't touch yeah i won't touch loans yeah, yeah. i have not touched a bank literally the only reason i even have a bank account is just so that my paypal can pay it so i can transfer money from my paypal mm. to the bank but otherwise they don't see my money they don't t- they don't see anything yeah yeah. I, yeah
0: okay um so moving on let's see what was the largest Yu-Gi-Oh sale you made i think i might know but maybe i don't uh, the largest
1: sale i mean you can take a guess go ahead
0: I well, I was watching a video and I think you said you had sold two LOB booster boxes at 50 a pop.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, I sold I sold two of those for $50,000 each. I sold uh Jump Festa the Blue Eyes, the Jump Festa Blue Eyes. I sold that for 75,000. Um wow. uh I sold Yeah, that that was, those would probably be my biggest sales. I sold a bunch of fifty thousand dollars deals though. Yeah, like it was like a, a, th- a lot of those, but wow. nothing really over that. My biggest sale was actually Pokemon, and um, if you, uh, I don't know if you know who Montana Montana Black is. He's like the biggest streamer on Twitch in okay. Germany. Uh-huh. Multi multi millionaire. He bought out like a bunch of my Pokemon games, and he wired me like two hundred grand. That was the biggest yeah, that was the biggest deal. Yeah. How
0: how is that how is that you know, that cash coming in? How does that were you like jumping around excited? Were you telling your wife like look at we just did? Or is it just like Yeah, yeah.
1: I was I was like, Holy crap. Like that was like kind of where I was like, Holy (laughs) crap, I have like two hundred thousand dollars in my bank account. That's wild. Like that That was like where I was like, Holy shit, like that's crazy.
0: That's awesome, man. And I didn't
1: pay anything for them, I paid like two thousand dollars for them so wow. that was like the biggest like growth thing i've ever
0: seen yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's nuts man okay this is perfect perfect segue because we got a question here about video games when did yeah. when did you become aware that this is something that you should start accumulating or the interest of getting back those video games
1: 2019 2019 2018 Damn. they were they were they were like So cheap compared to Pokemon boxes. Was anybody talking about them? Sorry?
0: Was anybody talking about video games? Like, how you just you just got curious?
1: Nobody was talking about it. I was just looking at that. I was like, yo, how is there so much money in Pokemon? Right? Like, I don't even remember this shit. I was like, what do I remember Pokemon? (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, I played the video game. So I just looked up video games and I was just getting into sealed then. So I was like, you know. Nobody kept these. Go- nobody kept these games sealed. Like there's no point in keeping them sealed. So it's like, um, you know, maybe maybe there is some pot- potential value there. Wow. And that was kind of like my biggest call where I was like, all right, let me grab this, this. this. I just literally straight up went to eBay, bought every single Pokemon right on there. Damn. Bought every blue, <laughs> every crystal, every ruby, every sapphire, all the way up until emerald. Uh, actually, up until leaf green. Wow. I bought every single one of them. Yeah.
0: What did you have any idea of like the variants back then? Or were you just like, screw it. We'll figure it out later. We need to buy it now. We'll figure it out after.
1: Um, I knew about the white E. I didn't know about the Rattata and the, mm. and the Sanctuary. Yeah. But I knew about the white E. Uh, all I bought was white E's. But, um, I also bought blisters. Like back then there was a lot of Costco blisters. I was buying those left and right. Those are awesome. Those yeah. were, those, those were expensive. Those were like 500 bucks at the time. Um, uh, <clears throat> Yeah. I was buying those left and right. And yeah, I just felt like it was like super cheap for what it was.
0: Damn. Great call. Yeah. Um, okay. That's, in- that's insane because, you know, I'm a part of the newer generation of video games. So I'm the guys that just came in within the last year or so on the video game stuff because mm-hmm. of guys like you were like, look at this 9.6 Ruby. I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. it's awesome. You know what I mean? But
1: they're amazing museum pieces. Like, if you actually think about the museum aspect, the fact that you have a sealed Pokemon game in perfect condition from awesome. that time, like, that's mind-boggling. Like, yeah. I don't know how people did not respect that. Like, I was yeah. like, like you're, you're, you're out of your mind. I, I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And, and I just bought them up.
0: That's yes, no, it was brilliant. <laughs> um, so how can someone today, Let's maybe not me, but let's say someone's watching and they want to start a video game collection today. What, how would you approach that? Are you going graded? Or are you just going to try and snipe? Are you going to take your chances with raw copies? Like, what do you do there in today's market?
1: Right now, right now, the, the biggest thing that you can do is, is cross-grading. So if you can pick up like VGA 85 pluses, try to cross them to WADA, most likely they'll get 9.6, 9.8s. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like you, have to, you, you have to utilize that. You're not going to really find raw games available anymore. Most of them have been cleaned out. Um, so unless you're trying to scour for a, a deal, that's kind of the only way, or you have to have capital and just save up. Yeah. I think those those are great investments, in my opinion, like not an advisor or anything, but I think that they are so unique. Tip of the iceberg and in video games. The pop reports are like so... The pop reports are so small, man, for what they are. like, You think the how could higher?
0: How, sorry? You think the demand's higher than the pop reports?
1: Uh, yeah, I think people are just kind of soured out by what happened mm. in in the past, like the crash. But long term, I mean, I don't know how how somebody can like deny having a Pokemon Red sealed like in their in their in their collection. That's like, a hold on, let me show you something. Let's do like, it. <laughs> like, even even as a Yu Gi Oh collector, <clears throat> sure, this one has the Yu Gi Oh cards inside, but like having this as just a display piece yeah. to me in my opinion i think it's like fantastic yeah like it, it's 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 a good size too like i think cards sometimes get too small mm. where this is like you can put it on the shelf and people will be able to see it from across the room you don't have to like yeah. walk in closely right yep. so i don't know to me i i think that this is a a great investment and to me it makes sense like I ended up selling a lot of my stuff because I thought that they were way overvalued at that point. Mm -hmm. But right now, they're coming back to reality where it's like, okay, Neo Rev Dogs or whatever, like Celebi from EX Crystal Guardians, PSA 10 is like $10,000, okay? That's some random ass card, okay? Celebi, like it's a random ass version of Celebi (laughs) you're getting there for $10,000. Like in what world is that? plausible in PSA 10 when you can get like a really nice sealed copy of Pokemon Red for way cheaper. Yeah. To me, it just doesn't make sense. No
0: brainer. Okay. Right. So You got some interest once you whipped out the uh, the case there. Um, (laughs) Chris wants to know what you think about the CGC cases for games and the grading. I already know your answer because I watched some of your stuff, but.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I have an in-depth video on this, on comparing all three of them. In terms of grading, I think that pretty much identical to WADA. like in terms of um, harshness. I think VGA is terrible. Yeah, yeah. I just crossed my eighty-five plus Pokemon Red. Spoiler alert! I'm making a video, but I it got nine point eight A plus oh. plus. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a white E Retata screen, but still nine point eight A plus plus is wild. Um, and that was eighty-five plus. So, and it really was perfect. Like yeah. I, I pulled it right out of the blister. Wow. So to me, I feel like WADA and CGC have the best things going for them. And then now that WADA upgraded their dog shit cases, now they're really, really yeah, aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, I, I, think, I think that like, and their pop report, their, their website is just so clean. So to me, I'm a, I'm a big WADA cat now. Like I, I really like how they grade. Yeah. I thought that they were fair. Like even the blue and the, uh, so I subbed my blue as well. It was 85 plus it ended up getting 9.8 A plus. And I understand why, because there was a, there was like a small scratch on there compared to the red. Mm. So I get why it got that 9.8 mm-hmm. A plus instead of the A plus plus. Right. So to me, like when I see that, oh, they saw what I saw and they docked it just half a point. That's fair. I like that. I, I'm, I'm, I don't need a company to feed me or hand feed me grades, but I like them being fair. Yeah. So I, I, I really like what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm am I'm a fan of WADA as well. I um, uh, what's it called? I what what sold me on them is I was looking at the crossover things, and then they actually published mm-hmm. they published documents on their website where they're like, these are our crossover rates. So like, it almost gives you a reason to be like, go buy those other games yeah. bring them to us. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna yeah. give you the better grade. And I was like, damn, that's yeah. why did could you imagine a PSA or BGS did that? <laughs> they're like, hey guys, not, yeah, this is the real stats on your crossovers, and was transparent yeah. in that. Holy cow, you'd win yeah. a lot of people.
1: Their blog, everything that they do is super fine-tuned. I like how the, yeah. what they're doing. I like CGC, too. Like, honestly, I think that they did a great job, and they were very fair. Um, but I just think that the new water cases look better than was, this. So yeah, that's, I got about that's, six that's, games that's the with new
0: cases coming. So I'm pumped on that. Sorry? I got about six games uh, with the new cases coming. So oh, yeah? I'm really yeah. pumped on that. I got murked on the grades, but it's all right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll be all right.
1: I, my Mine have not shipped yet. I, I'm pretty sure mine are the ones that you see on the front of the. Like if you go on water.com, yeah, oh, those, I'm pretty sure those two are mine. Yeah. Oh
0: my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that is sweet. Did they ask you to like share that or are you just taking a guess based on the, the look? Uh, I'm
1: taking a guess because it's the exact same grades. They're both rotator screens oh, and and they look really crispy. But I, am I, I might be incorrect. Probably, I don't know. You're probably but, right. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay.
0: <clears throat> so you think the future. Of video games is pretty bright do you think you think it's something that can has more potent more upside than cards because uh, you see cards you know since 2021 has just been yeah. and even the games have followed to to an extent they're coming back yeah. down to earth but do you think that there's more upside on the games or cards right now
1: i think there's more upside on the games i think the games uh there's just there was no way to preserve them back then right. and there was no reason to preserve them cards were preservable you can put them in a binder sit there for 20 years how are you gonna store a game bro like mm. literally the only the only really minty ones we have are the ones that are coming out of cases from the woodworks yeah, yeah. but like how are you even gonna store that properly? like I had a sealed game I had it in my closet for 20 years like that shit is not mint like right. it's it's really hard to to get mint ones so but I don't think that games will be I don't think the games in general, have a bigger upside, but I think the 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 high grade games will have a upper yeah, bigger upside. For sure, in my opinion. Okay, like their pops are lower than literally freaking Bronze Age comic books. Yeah, like, it, it that's seems, wild. It seems
0: locked. It seems truly locked in the video game side. Like if yeah. you can figure that out, you know there are some serious yeah. games that just they're locked to their populations, and it's not going to get much bigger. Yeah. And there's exactly. more people that want it than they can grade it. You know, so I get it. Um, <clears throat> All right. That's pretty cool. And the video game stuff, like we're all new to it. At least my group is, um, probably all <laughs> within the last year or so, but, um, goals, this was something that someone asked in the discord. Are there any goals right now? You know, maybe things that you aren't collecting, uh, that you want to get to doing, um, something that you're chasing right now. Um, or is it the YouTube goal? Is that, is that, is that your thing right now?
1: If I was to uh, okay, in terms of collect in terms of collecting, my I have two goals. Uh, one okay, they're they're like literally in another atmosphere. Like <laughs> I I don't think I'll ever get them, but they're like stuff that I will go along the uh, I'll I'll be able to acquire along the way. Mm. I'm I'm trying to get more prize cards. Um, because Yu-Gi-Oh prize cards they're not like Pokemon prize cards. Like Yu-Gi-Oh prize cards are like they're numbered right mm. like here you're not you're not finding you're not getting more than this yeah yeah so you're not gonna see no backdoored illustrators none of that yeah so Yu-Gi-Oh! prize cards even before tw- the boom they were hitting crazy numbers like it was not like so illustrator was like a fifty thousand dollar card in 2016 wow um something like the blue eyes ultimate from tokyo dome was like a hundred thousand dollars So, like, back then, Yu-Gi-Oh cards were still eclipsing Pokemon when it comes to prize cards. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, uh, there's nothing else in in Yu-Gi-Oh that eclipses Pokemon in any way. But Yu-Gi-Oh prize cards, they're just a different breed. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. um, uh, What's it called? Uh, My goal is to acquire more prize cards. I can't say all prize cards because that will be, like, insane. But if I can acquire maybe, like, a couple more in the next, like, five years that would be great. Um the second thing is I want to be able to um this trophy right here. I want to be able to get a gold version of this. So this is the silver one. Yeah. Um the so there's um six of these and then there's six of the gold ones wow. in the world. So totally I want to be gross. able to get the the gold one. Yeah. That is sweet that's kind of like my only collecting goals that i need really um maybe a, I, I would love a 9.8 a plus plus pokemon ruby mm-hmm. i love that
0: yeah I remember you were you're um, pretty sour about the one that you got back you're like there's no way
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, the, the pokemon ruby i actually graded a 95 vga which if you know video games that's about as good as it gets vga is like is like is like like getting a 95 is like a miracle. Yeah. Okay. It's like worse than black label. <laughs> so I got 95 on that. And Montana, he, the guy, he bought that off of me. That was a part of that 200 K deal. Um, but yeah, that, that was the one Pokemon game where I regret selling. Cause I graded myself. Yeah. I pulled out of the blister myself. So that was kind of a regret. But other than that, I don't really need anything else for Pokemon. Maybe a Neo revelation sealed box. Mm. I would love that um yeah that's i i've pretty much gone through every other card like i've gone through multiple ones so after you've been in the hobby for so long you kind of yeah get desensitized to them but th- wow. now i kind of chase the really uber rare stuff yeah Um, and that's then awesome. yeah for you for the youtube thing my goal is it's not really subscriber based it's more um i will my goal for youtube is to create an encyclopedia of Yu-Gi-Oh! collector information that people can go to
0: yeah that's gonna be there for in order
1: in order in order to to you know hey i want to look up this card i'll find that here Damn. you know when i want to look up this product i'll find that here yeah. stuff like that
0: that's cool yeah those are some sick goals that's sweet man um okay so i think recently right you just started up the tcg player You've been you've been kind did, of pushing yeah. that. What I'm made you broker. want to? What made you want to start that up?
1: I had so much bulk. Oh, okay, <laughs> I could not get rid of it. Yeah, uh, it was a pain in the ass to list on my website. Pain in the ass to list on eBay with the pictures and stuff. Right, so I was like, yeah. forget it. Yep. I'd rather just go TCG player. And yeah, it's been not, it's been really good to me. I, so, I love TCG player now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm having the same experience as well. Um, would Did you, was there a reason why you decided to go TCG player? Like you didn't want to just dump the bulk off on someone who would take that? Did you realize that there were more profit to be had if you just did it yourself? Or do you, did you have a genuine interest in saying what this TCG player is about?
1: Um, well, number one, uh, okay. So (laughs) I need, okay. So I bought a a massive collect. I didn't buy a massive collection. Like I, I'm working with somebody to sell off their collection. Okay. Okay and i did not want to receive the money myself and then send to them mm. i wanted it to be sent directly to them and then he just owes me
2: ah.
1: um because i want to buy something off of him.
2: <laughs> okay
1: that, that was the main reason i i put his bank account for the tcg player <laughs> i put everything for him and then anything i sell now is is going to straight okay. to him okay and and he's gonna send me the thing after i paid it off um but yeah, that's kind of the main reason I went with TCG Player and not just selling it off to somebody else. Maximize profit, obviously. Yeah. But number two, also, um, I get to know how TCG Player works on the back end. And then number three, um, it goes straight into his account, like not my account. I don't have to deal with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Pretty simple. Um, let's see. So before we before we segue off into another piece here, some uh, sure. Eddie. Eddie's actually probably one of our better Yu-Gi-Oh guys in the in the group here. Uh, he wants to know what oh, sports yeah. you play. He just, just a random question. You play any sports? I know you do softball right now, right? You're doing recreational softball. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I do softball, um, basketball. I play pretty much everything. I would say my best sport is volleyball. The only thing I don't play is like hockey. I don't. I, I okay. can't do like skates.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so are you like are yeah. you signing up with friends or family? Like, or are you just going uh, with- mostly
1: friends? Uh, like the friends that I play with, they pretty much. Grew up with me, so
0: um, that's you guys' time together,
1: yeah. Like, like, we, we spent right. yeah. Like, 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 their girlfriend was asking them, like, they were talking, we were talking about, they're like, dude, when are you gonna see Omar, dude? Like, you haven't seen him in like a month, like, yeah. I'll just see him at <laughs> softball, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that's cool. yeah. So,
0: yeah, yeah. We used to, that's what my uh, my wife's fan, or all my in laws, that's pretty much what we that's how we bonded is we all did softball, oh, yeah, sports. Yeah. Oh. We got we got lucky though, because I was like the worst baseball player. But I was like <laughs> but I was better than the average player. So all our other guys were college yeah. graduates. You know, they were like oh, semi pro, <laughs> you know what I mean? So like if I thought was the worst guy, I was like we were smashing people. So it was fun. But uh <laughs> yeah, softball is fun, man, but I used to get banged up. Uh, just sliding Softball around is, a,
1: is a social sport, bro. If you're not going with friends, it is a nightmare. Cause like you're sitting there <laughs> half the time by yourself. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> If you're not playing with friends, talking with people on the sideline, like yeah. it's, it's a nightmare.
0: That's definitely the best part. Okay. Um, so now this is, this is labeled as a, as a drama segment, but it's not really dramatic. It's just, these are things that don't really fit in with business or stuff like that. Sure. Um, so I asked this with Ryan, I'm going to ask it with you. Um, have you ever had any run ins or anyone that, you know, these the newer guys should be wary of in Yu-Gi-Oh, like, would you say, hey, I would be careful mm-hmm. or watch out for these types of things or maybe these types of people? Um, I know you get along with a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, like for me, I, I've always I'll, I'll always tell the truth when someone's like, hey, what do you think about this guy? I'll tell him straight mm-hmm. up, you know, I don't care. Um, yeah. So I'm not afraid of the confrontation as long as something's resolved. But like, who would you yeah. you Would you have any warnings for anyone in the Yu-Gi-Oh community? okay in terms of
1: names i honestly don't uh like i don't keep track of names too much because like i just don't uh i don't know what it is like actually a lot of people there's something that's very interesting people ask me like hey what do you think of this guy what do you think of this guy and it would be like oh they referenced you like they used you as a mm. reference i was like "Bro, well, i don't even remember who no. this guy is <laughs> they're like i don't keep track of of names too much okay um the reason is because i just i I i'm just not one of those people who like keeps it in his memory yeah but what i can tell you is this um selling on ebay or tcg player uh most people in my opinion are good people like it's i've actually had very pleasant experiences very very minimal negative experiences um but as a seller somebody who's more experienced I'll tell you like don't get rattled up or burned too much by the bad experiences most people like I said are good
2: yeah.
1: um and to me like if I have okay so like one basis one basic rule that I told my wife as well as like the other employee that I have I told them look if somebody starts if somebody says like a package is unclaimed mm. or it, it wasn't delivered okay, because it's like by envelope, Yeah, yeah. Ref- refund them, okay, refund them. But it doesn't matter if they're telling the truth or not. They have to go on the block list. Yeah. Because I, I there's just <laughs> no way for me to be able to confirm that's it. Like I just yeah. can't,
2: Yeah.
1: right? Like whether they're scamming me or not. So, so you're going to get your refund, but you'll never buy from me again. I do the same. So, thing. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, that's kind of one thing that, for example, where I, how I deal with it. Some people, they're willing to take it on the chin. You know, like somebody bought a $3 card. It didn't arrive. Hey, man, it didn't arrive. But I know how you work. It's cool. If I see that, I still refund them. I don't block them because I see that, that like they're right. being a little bit honest with me, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: you can tell. You can kind um, of read it almost.
1: But if I see somebody where I'm, I'm sniffing a little bit of like <laughs> my, my, my sniff test is not working. Yeah. It, it's telling me like there's BS going on. They're going straight to block list. I just can't take that risk. Yeah.
0: Um, I like that that's what that's what i I didn't know if i was doing it you know i didn't know if other people thought like that because i've been on my ebay for just over three years and i probably have a block list of like 60 people you know yeah uh, and that were that were
1: and and that's not a lot and that's not a lot like when you consider like 60 transactions yeah exactly 60 transactions is nothing like that's what i'm saying like don't let ebay or uh, don't let like these horror stories deter you sometimes it it, like it's it's not um it might not work out. Sometimes a person will try to rip you off, and because the, of the way that eBay works, it's gonna happen. But yeah. it's worth it in the long run if you stay consistent. I like that. And 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 sometimes if it's a low value item, like I had eBay refund me and refund the buyer. They're w- they're willing to take it on the chin, right? To keep me and keep them happy.
2: Yeah.
1: Just stay the course. You know, stay uh stay consistent. Make sure you you protect yourself. I would recommend anything over a thousand dollars international. DHL, like you can't be sending shit. USPS, mm. you can't be sending any of that. Wow. DHL only. Um, those are the warning signs that I would give to people who are trying to get into the game. Um, I, I, I honestly could not tell you any. Like the only name I can tell you, I, even him, I don't. Oh, actually, I'm looking up the guy who sold me the fake L.O.B. boxes. Mm. That one I remember because he pissed me off. <laughs> he's still in the in the in the what's it called um and and ironically he has strictly in his name he's strictly underscore slab this is the guy that sold me the fake uh the fake lob boxes um but pretty much everybody else like uh what's it called like i i they're not memorable enough to to, where it's like all right cool like you have a problem i i don't have time to go back and forth that's what it is like they they try to argue about some random shit like i don't have time for this like i'll just block you if you have a, if you want to if you want to deal with it like if you're willing to take it on the chin like whatever it is just I, i'm willing to scrap it like i have people who were literally shit talking me so much that are in my discord right now that, that literally chat all the time all they do like they apologize they said hey i'm sorry i shouldn't have said these things yeah and like, I let it go. Like, I'm not one of those people, like, who holds things cool. Like, it's 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 the internet, man. I don't yeah. take it too serious. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the only problem I have is if you try to steal from me, which mm. is what this guy did. Mm. And otherwise, like, uh, yeah, that's why I, I would tell you don't buy sealed from this guy. Strictly underscore slab.
0: <laughs> there we go. We got I, 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 ironic name, but still. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No, that's, I think that's great advice. And that's, that's something that I, I explained to a lot of our guys, too, that are that are building up their Ebays. I'm like, look, guys, if you're doing everything right, you don't have anything to worry about. It's only when you start doing stuff you know you're not supposed to do that you're going to get caught up, you know, and then you put yourself mm-hmm. at risk for getting screwed, you know, and then you're going to attract those types of people, too. And you guys are both going to try to screw each other. Uh, but for the most mm-hmm. part, you know, I don't I don't think uh, I think if you just do the right thing, eBay's also going to get your mm-hmm. back in most cases, at least for me. They have never Correct. screwed me. Um, yeah, they've always had my back. So that's that's, Uh, that's good.
1: One more thing I would say is try to elevate yourself as fast as possible when it comes to the product that you are selling. So what do I mean by this? Um, You don't want to sell lower end stuff because the people who are attracted to lower end stuff, Mm. you have a more chance of meeting somebody who is a lower level person.
2: Correct. Yeah.
1: You're not gonna find somebody who buys a five thousand dollar slab trying to scam you because the person who tries to scam people, like oftentimes, okay, I'm not gonna say it's never, but you know, generally, yeah, generally. um, you're you're not gonna find somebody who's bu- who's able to pay that five thousand dollars trying to, you know, play any games. Yeah. I I, I really have easier times making fifty thousand dollar transactions than I have you know five dollar transactions because mm-hmm. the person who's going to nickel and dime you for five bucks there's somebody who's willing to put their reputation they don't care yeah you know what yeah, so that's great um that, that's why i tell people like try to elevate yourself as fast as possible as fast as possible um like when i first started started i was like dealing with like five ten fifteen dollar cards tried to move up to fifty a hundred and as i as i moved up i saw my i saw my um uh transaction faultiness go away like go lower and lower as 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 you move up the the ladder yeah like people don't scam each other at the top levels because uh like number one they have too much to lose and number two uh if they're going to pay you that five thousand dollars right yeah and 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 something goes wrong yeah they're going to be stuck with the item and they're going to be stuck with like if their plan doesn't go through. Right. So it's way more risk. While while if I'm, if somebody's scamming for like $50, Mm. right, they're going to, if they lose that $50, it's fine. Yeah. Because they got the item anyway. Right. 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 You see, it's how they work. Like I'm telling (laughs) you, I've been through this. It
0: makes a lot of sense. (laughs) These snakes, man. (laughs) That's, I think that's great. That's actually great. Great, great uh, advice there. Okay. Um, so another question here, going back to Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, where does Yu-Gi-Oh go from here? You th- do you think it, it dies with us millennials or is there a younger generation of Yu-Gi-Oh collectors that are going to be able to carry it another 10, 15, 20 years? I think Yu-Gi-Oh, um, if they
1: don't, I think it'll be very tough to, to, to continue the game. Compared to something like Pokemon, Yu Gi Oh has such a huge barrier to entry, man. Like I'm a grown man and I cannot get into this game. Mm. Like I tried, I got, I saw on the table, I mm. saw the next person in front of me playing solitaire, pretty much with his deck. <laughs> like it's it just, it's just like it, it's too tough to enter. Yeah. And the show does not exist anymore. So I think in Japan there's a bigger chance that it survives. Mm. But wh- when it comes to the United States, I just don't see it lasting more than you know millennials, um, unless there's like some huge like innovation in technology that allows uh, you know animation mm. to be uh, produced at a at a at a cheaper rate where they're more incentivized to make the TV shows. They're more incentivized to put out you know mm. i don't know like if there's ever like an hologram yeah jewel yeah. disc or something that like, you know where it revitalizes the hobby i just don't think that they can uh they they can keep it going more than like another like 25 30 40 years wow like it's not gonna go multi-generation mm. it's very hard man like even if you think about it like if you look at comic books comic books has the same issue where um, I mean, who's really buying comic books in our generation, right? Right? Yeah, like, yeah. there's really not a lot. It's only the old heads that, mm-hmm. that c- keep that market alive. um So I, I I'm not sure. Like I, I, I don't have a crystal ball, but to me, it's just I don't see how Yu-Gi-Oh can survive unless they reboot the show and they do like re- page for page the exact same thing, mm. just. Get rid of censorship and, and upgrade the the animation quality. Yeah, like if they, I don't know if you've seen the latest films, for example, like the Dark Side of Dimensions or whatever. If they're able to bring that level of quality to TV shows, yeah, that would that would like level up Yu Gi Oh. But otherwise, I just don't see how. Yeah, yes. like you can't even show the show to your kids anymore because it's so cringe. Right, right, like it, it's it's very hard to get. The only reason we liked Yu-Gi-Oh the and the cringiness was because everybody else around us on the playground liked it, right? Yeah, yeah. Nowadays, it's very hard to get a new kid into it. They're going to be like, what the hell is this?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so do you think, you know, because like when you look at like the sports card world, you'll have yeah. you'll have 60, 70-year-old collectors who are holding on to these yeah. cards from 1920s, 1930s, right? And they're big yeah. deal, like big deal cards. Mm-hmm. You, do you think that's going to happen with Yu-Gi-Oh? Do you think where, where there'll be a time where maybe you're late 50s, early 60s and you're you're talking to these new guys uh, that are like you're like hey this is a you know 2002, you know Dark Magician whatever. Uh, that card mm-hmm. is now I don't know how many years old <laughs> but you know like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that it can do something like that? I mean like with baseball, that's like the way I think of it is it's I'm actually surprised that baseball like that does so well because I would not go buy that car. Like, I don't know. I don't know Babe Ruth. I don't care about Babe Ruth. You know what I mean? I didn't grow up with him. I have no connection to him, but that thing still sells. There's still a market for it. Um, And it's not with the younger generation. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So the, the reason that, that Babe Ruth can sell is because what happens is if it sells to somebody that's younger, what's actually happening is this person has already filtered out through the modern stuff and now is chasing the the pinnacle of the hobby right right that's what happened with me like i never played any tournaments Mm. i don't i don't know i've never seen these cards from my childhood like the prize cards but to me i've been in the hobby so long that now it is kind of like my rite of passage it is my ritual that i have to get the, the 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 pinnacle mm-hmm. cards if that makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah so that's kind of what happens with with baseball baseball has newer cards that came out today yeah, right yeah. i was gonna go basketball because i don't know anything baseball <laughs> <but> like basketball <laughs> yeah. like you have the lucas you have the Giannis right you have these new players new cats in the league uh, the Jokic these people yes you can collect their cards but eventually you're gonna have to go back to that fleer jordan Mm. because you want the pinnacle of the hobby yeah because you're seasoned now right like everybody has a luca not everybody has a fleer jordan yeah so so that's kind of what it is with Yu-Gi-Oh. there's nothing like that on the new side and that's the main problem so there's nobody in the newer generation that's looking at it and they're like oh, oh I wow i need like some yeah. i don't know ash blossom or some shit right <laughs> and that, that means i have to go back and get you know i mean there's nothing like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay yeah it's it's a tough question for sure you know um i have i have no idea i always think about that too you know if you're gonna get a, co- a career in collectibles you have to have it you got to get at least 20 years out of it you know what i mean and how do you yeah. do that uh, you, know? you
1: definitely have 20 years in you I, I think yugioh has until our generation i, I think our generation. For Yu-Gi-Oh, especially because Yu-Gi-Oh is based around rare hunting. Yeah. that's something that's very unique. Mm-hmm. While while Pokemon is like more of a catch 'em all thing, right? Where you you want um you want to catch everything, while in Yu-Gi-Oh you want to hunt the rare. Yeah. So um, with Yu-Gi-Oh, I think uh, when you have a rare card, it's it's actually very sought after. Like pe- like the, you'll see that there's a lot of like super high end stuff in Yu-Gi-Oh oh, yeah. that it makes no sense compared to like how small the hobby is right. and that, that's own again that's only to the rare hunter aspect so i think a lot of those higher end cards the super rare stuff those will do really well 50 60 years 70 years from now wow. but um but i think the 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 Set there's no set collecting anymore after that. Yeah. Other than like the boomer like us, other than that, I don't think there will be. Wow. But I, I I think that there will always be value for like the prize cards, because I know I I can tell you that there's people in in Dubai that are buying these prize cards and they never played Yu-Gi-Oh at all. They just know that there's like this is a billion dollar company. They made a billion dollar game. They sell ten thousand cards. There's so many people interested in it, and nobody can get this thing. So oh, I'm yeah, gonna buy I it. I want it. Yeah. So prize cards are like that. The prize cards have this like kind of mystique to them. But regular set cards, I I can't see it past our generation.
0: Mm, wow, that's pretty. Nostalgia can only go so far, right? Yeah, yeah. That's and that's that's yeah. a question that I think a lot of people can't answer for any TCG really. So we'll see. Um, yeah. That was that was pretty cool. Let me look at these questions here. Make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> oh, uh, that's a good. One. I mean, we kind of touched on this, but Eddie wants to know um, what you think will grow more: uh, the collecting or playing side of Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, I think
1: the Yu uh, the collecting side of Yu-Gi-Oh only has room to go up right now. It's so small. Yeah, it's
0: so small so compared do think, to. Do you think tournaments to are going to get side. smaller over time, or? I'm sorry. Do you think tournaments are going to get smaller over time, or, you know
1: what's funny is that it's like literally the biggest it's ever been yeah. like literally the last ycs was the biggest it's ever been most attendance. so i don't know what they're doing like i don't know i don't know how the game works yeah what they're doing over there i don't understand the game so it's like to me um i i, I don't know but it seems like it's 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 going in popularity yeah in Japan, it's different, but I'm talking North America. It's like that, yeah. yeah. In Japan, like Yu-Gi-Oh! is huge. Yu-Gi-Oh! is like absolutely massive. Let's like see. it's wild how big it is. It's almost as big as Pokemon there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, Chase, Chili Dog Chase, he wants to know, uh, what do you think of the new rarities in Yu-Gi-Oh! Um, like mm-hmm. Ghost Rares? Um, I think so I have an opinion th- on this, but you can, you can go ahead and elaborate. You, well, you go first then. Go ahead. Well, I know I know that like the ghost rares, you are selective on which ghost rares get that rarity, and then which like archetype it is as well. Mm-hmm. It needs to actually match mm-hmm. the overall side of the card, yeah. um, stuff like that. So I, I, I know that mm-hmm. about your ghost rare stuff, but like me yeah. too, I was actually going to ask you about I mean, we can touch on the ghost rares, but like collector rares too. do you think those are going to hold a candle to mm-hmm. ultimate rares in the future, or are they just a second crappy copy of them? um
1: I, I don't think collector rares will i think collector rares the way to really go about it if i was like konami uh you can't be reprinting the same card mm. um i think i think it will always be like that secondary copy if you do that what you need to do is print collector rares for cards that don't have high rarity like i'll give you an example sangen from metal raiders yeah. Is literally the most usable go card in the game, right? Like everybody has it. Okay, it has nothing other than super rare. Mm. Like it has nothing that deserves a collector rare. That's good, right? That if make you make it. that a collector rare, people would love that because not only could you throw it in your go deck. By the way, go is like this format that is Old completely timeless now, yeah. right? It's so solidified. It's timeless. It's not like current Yu-Gi-Oh. So with with goat format like the cards that are in that format are are completely so timeless
2: have,
1: yeah give us a collector rare of Sangan. like i don't understand why that one doesn't have a uh, any rarity other than stupid super rare right
2: right, right?
1: That, that makes no sense um uh, so like this type of stuff i feel like if they chose better cards for it collector rare could work But i also don't think it stands out enough Mm. like if you actually look at collector rares like it's not like it's not something that like it's not like starlights or or ghosts where it's like you just see in the binder like you kind of have to like oh is this a collector rare Mm. and that's the main problem that i have with it um it actually shows a lot more on the ocg side which i think on the ocg side they do a lot better like uh, as as a holding value yeah but on this side, it's kind of just another copy to play with. Like,
2: mm.
1: it's it's very gimmicky, in my opinion. I I I didn't like it. Yeah. I, I thought like, I thought they were. I thought Pharaoh rares had better chance than oh, wow. than okay. collector rares. Yeah. Wow. I think collector rares are are decent. Not not really that special, in my opinion. Yeah. Like for they're just choosing the bad the wrong cards for them.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what about, um, like what Chase was saying, what about the Ghost Rares? What do you think about the newer Ghost Rares?
1: So I think uh, Ghost rare died with the end of Zexal for, for the TCG. Mm-hmm. I think they're pretty much like in a, in a coffin on their own. Yeah. Um, and then there's the, there's the ones that came after that. So there's like the Haunted Mine, and then there's the Ghost from the Past stuff. Um, those in my opinion, are okay. They're riding off of the hy- hype of Ghost Shares. Yeah. But they are, not, they are not what people look for when they say Ghost Shares. When yeah. people say, like, hey, you have Ghost Shares, they're looking for Stardust, Black Rose, mm. stuff like that. Um, so they are kind of like the... They're, they're the gateway drug. That's what they are, realistically. Okay. Like, honestly, I, I know what Konami's doing them. They're the gateway drug for bringing people back in they're like, oh, a ghost dark magician, right? Yeah. You see it, you get it. It's like, okay, it's cool. Like, it's nice. I, I, there's nothing wrong with it. Number one, it doesn't have the same technology that the original ghost shares had. Mm. And number two, the original ghost share, the reason it was so popping was because it's the white cards. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like You bring out the synchro deck, which is your extra deck. All of a sudden, you bring out this beast monster. that's all white. Yes. The whole card is white. Like that is sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Um, that is something that in my opinion was what made Ghost Rare so special to me at least. Yeah. Uh now I, I don't value like a ghost rare. Uh, it's like that thing where I said, I don't know if you watched my Pharaoh Rare video. Like it's like having a Pharaoh Rare elemental hero Neos. Like, what is the point of that? Yeah. That is not an Egyptian card, that Egyptian is not area. anything. It's, it's like literally, it's literally just on my, I remember that. So it's yeah. like, why is that a Pharaoh rare? It's I the same really thing of with like ghosts. That.
0: You know, like sorry, I didn't really think of it like that until you mentioned that. When you're, I was like, "Oh man, that makes sense." Like, why are we putting these hieroglyphs on a modern card that has nothing to do with the, you know, that lore? With the Egyptian theme, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. So that's kind of like where I feel like they're kind of shafting the original rarity. Like yeah. ghost shares were so prestigious, man. Mm-hmm. Before ghosts on the past, like if you saw that white card, you're like, "Holy crap!" Like that is value. That's at least three hundred bucks. Yeah. Now. They completely diluted that rarity and it it was like the only one that was preserved. Like no joke. Like pretty much everything got destroyed in terms of rarity other than ghost shares. And now with ghosts from the past, now it's like you flip through the binder. Now I have to look closely. Hey, ah, is this a original yeah, ghost yeah. share? Yeah, yeah. Back then you flip a binder, you open ghost yeah. shares, holy shit, that's three hundred dollars a card <laughs> minimum.
0: Wow. Right? Yes, yeah, so you knew so it was like that. Damn. Okay. No, that's that is uh that's pretty insightful there in uh Let's see. We're gonna keep moving on here. Go ahead. Uh, sure. Where? Let's see. We talked about that. Oh, here we go. Thoughts on the various grading companies. Um, hmm. Let's let's go PSA, BGS, CGC. We could talk about those three.
1: Sure. So PSA, I hate their case. Um, I think their case is the Alibaba case. <laughs> I'm not a fan of it at all. Um. <laughs> No joke, like I literally went to the guy. I was uh, so I'm making the foam inserts. He's like, "Yo, send me a card." I was like, "No, here, here's a link to Alibaba. You can buy it right there."
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a fan of the case. I'm a fan of their service in terms of grading service. I think that they are great. I think I would give them uh, an A for their grading. I think that they are one of the most consistent. I think them and CGC are the most consistent grading grading companies. Hmm. Um, uh, at least from my experience, at least um i feel i feel like they value centering too much too too much like i think they give it way too much value for they're grading the condition of the card they're not grading like freaking what what's centering have to do with the condition Mm. so i think they dock a little too much for centering that's uh but overall i think condition wise they are one of the most consistent their case garbage (laughs) um and then their label i would say is average i i like i like the white i always like white labels for everything um i don't like the text i don't like the layout of how their labels are Mm -hmm. Uh, i think it's really messy now that's my thoughts on psa cgc i think cgc grading is very consistent the only thing that they are inconsistent about is their centering which is ironic because that's the only thing that you can AI ah, um, mm-hmm. realistically, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know how they're getting that wrong. <laughs> um, but otherwise, condition-wise, like they give you 10s when you deserve it. They give you 9.5s when you deserve it. They give you 9s when you deserve it. Um, I'm not a fan of how they made 10s get a little bit easier mm-hmm. in, in recent right, times.
0: Yeah. yeah, they changed
1: it. But I get why they did it. <clears throat> and I think that they, they did it early enough in the lifetime that, I think they'll get away with it. Right. But if they did it like maybe a couple years from now, I think it would have been a big problem. You mean like but a, the BGS they, they did it within the first year, so I think it's fine.
2: Yeah.
1: Um uh their label, I hate the blue. Yeah. But I really like their text layout. I like how the, the everything is laid out in the middle of the label. I think that that looks great. Um I'm I'm a fan of subgrades. I don't mind them. Um uh and i think sending to cgc when you don't have subgrades is is a waste of money like i don't think i don't buy ever cgc slabs without no subgrades subs, okay. never ever um cuz then i would rather just buy psa yeah, at yeah, that there's point no reason. Right? okay um i'm not a fan of how they charge extra for subgrades i think that's literally their biggest selling point they're 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 literally cutting their nose in spite of their face when they it. do that mm mm-hmm. Um, and then uh their label i don't like the blue, like I said, but everything else in my opinion i think is is great for for c g c their cases are the best. I have never seen better feeling cases in my hands ever yeah,
2: you like, the like it too.
1: really it really feels like you can do damage with this thing mm. p s a you saw like in my video, i popped it open with my hands
2: yeah
1: yeah um so i'm not i'm not i'm a huge fan i think that they have a plus cases like literally the best cases on the market, yeah. And then BGS, I can't stand BGS, man. I <laughs> I, th- I think BGS—the only thing they have going for them is the gold label. The fact that it's right. gold, it's nice. Yeah. It's clean. It's it's thing. I don't like their case. I don't like how sharp the edges are. Mm-hmm. I don't like uh, I don't like that plastic bag that the card is in yep. inside of the case. I <clears throat> um, and I think that they are the most inconsistent, in in my opinion, compared to everything else. Um, like. Yeah, like I, I I, I don't know. Maybe I've I've just been burned too many times by BGS where they were giving me like nines on like Gemman cards.
2: Yeah. But
1: yeah, I, I just don't like BGS. I'm not a fan, but that's my experience. At right, least right. I buy really like their label. I think their label looks great.
0: So what do you think about the idea of people <laughs> people specifically buying a graded card mm-hmm. just because of the way the case looks and not not the idea that most people go with is buy the card, not the grade or whatever slab it's in. You know what Mm I mean? Don't go because you like, like I've heard a lot of people say, I just like the way the label looks. I'm like, that's a terrible reason to buy a card. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's other Mm -hmm. ways of going about doing that. You know what I mean? What do you think about that? So, um, I like the way the slab looks. That's the most, that's probably the most opinionated one that people throw out there.
1: Yeah. Uh, To me, I think when it comes to CGC or PSA, it makes sense. Um, actually, for these big ones, I think that they have established themselves enough where people can say, like, I like the slab and I like the way that the slab looks, where they use that as the differentiating factor bar saying that they're all gem mints or something like that. Mm. Obviously, I would not buy a nine CGC over a PSA 10 just because of the label, but let's just say they're all tens or whatever, or Mm. 9.5 for BGS and tens for the other two. Um, I would say somebody choosing that CGC case, I would get why. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Okay? Because for them, what they're thinking is, I want to display this. Yeah. And at that point, the A case definitely things. matters. Yeah. Right? Um, they're, they're buying it as kind of like furniture. You have to see it like that. It's like furniture. Yeah. Right? You see it as an investment. I see it too. But sometimes we do buy things for luxury, for, for fun. hmm and, and that's where that furniture aspect comes in. And that's where the, the, the aesthetic has yeah. to matter, right? Um, uh, but in terms of investment value, like my high-end stuff, I would never buy BGS. I don't care how, how the, nice the label looks. Right. Like when I'm spending like, okay, like I don't get people who say like, oh, I bought this card for $1,000 because I like the slab look. Because yeah. that doesn't make sense. There's right. no furniture that's a thousand dollars like that is, like I don't. I'm very disciplined with my money.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't spend money like that. I get that. Somebody buying fifty dollars, hundred bucks. Okay, I get it. That's fine. Couple yeah. hundred bucks, cool too. That's okay. But when you're getting like that over that four, five hundred dollar mark, now oh, it's becoming no like an investment here. Yeah. Like I, I'm not spending mon- my money. <laughs> I'm not spending four hundred dollars on something just as as furniture right yeah, like yeah. shit my my freaking couch was used right <laughs> so so i i i don't do that but okay. that's that's me though I, but i've i'll tell you something man i've been around some seriously wealthy guys like just from my dealings from my deals and these people like money doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything to them so when they when those people spend like that uh i get it i don't get how poor people spend like that poor yeah. people like us right like <laughs> like we're considered poor compared to them right um i don't know how people like that spend money like that, yeah. that that's not me and it will never be me where i buy something just for fun just at four or five hundred yeah, bucks
0: yeah. okay that, that covered all the the grading so that's actually pretty good um let's see here <laughs> this was this was um something that i wanted to ask too like so your thoughts on grading in general what are the guidelines or rules that you follow for yourself? Because like, you have a strict set of standards. You know what I mean? You're not like, let's just send everything under the sun. There's rhyme and reason for everything you do. Like, What's, what's a quick checklist that you kind of do that says, okay, this is gradable?
1: So for me, PSA 9 has to be... Uh, PSA 9 has to be... Uh, uh, PSA 9 has to be at least... Um, fifty percent over what it would be in um, uh, like like I have to make fifty percent of my money back if it gets a nine. That's mm-hmm. how I grade. Okay. So, no, 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 not fifty percent. I have to make over over. I have to make like my margin is fifty percent of how much. If I spent like, let's just say I spent ten dollars on the card, twenty five dollars right. on grading. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need the the PSA nine to be $70, mm. otherwise I'm not sending it in. Okay. Other, like before I would send it if I would make five bucks, yeah. but now it's just not worth the time to look through them, if yeah, that makes yeah. sense. It's pretty crazy. That's, that's how I really do it, yeah. Like, like the it whole, has to be 50% pretty mm, much.
0: The I binder cost thing in. is crazy too. Like that standard, the, the standard thing, the standard that you have for your binders. Like you're only yeah. throwing, you're cracking nines <laughs> and throwing them in there, which I love it. I love it. I actually have a I have a handful of clientele that I'm going to be busting open, throwing my stuff because I saw. I was like, that's yeah. a, that's brilliant. But like, yeah, um, where does that come from? Where you're like, I'm only throwing near mint or better in here. I'm not going to throw some junk in here. Where does that how why?
1: So to me, uh, it's not with. Uh, it's, there is a method to the madness. So I don't crack PSA tens, for example. I crack PSA nines if I feel like. Number one, the, the value of the raw card is similar to the nine. Mm. Okay. Or uh, it's like, I'm not losing that much money. And then number two, um, I crack where I feel like it could upgrade to the 10. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I crack it. I put it in my binder. I don't need the money right now. Right. But if I ever wanted to, that I could. can get the 10 or at least try for the 10. Ah. That's one way. Right, like it's not like I'm. People think I'm cracking nines because like I'm just some to
0: flex on people. <laughs> no, it's min. not.
1: Like those, that's I cracked that cyber End nine point five bgs. Right, like that's a two thousand dollar card. Yeah, the raw price is like fifteen hundred bucks. Right, uh, if it's like actually in like gem mint condition, I cracked that, and if I wanted to, I can send that back into PSA and hopefully get the ten. Mm. Right. Now, I might neg if I get the nine, I lose a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but I'm enjoying it in the binder anyways. Yeah. But I still have the option to if I want.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm not cracking non, like, if, I, if I'm not seeing it as a dud in the case and I'm cracking it anyway, like, that's not happening. I love that. No, right? That's,
0: that's yeah. pretty insightful. Um,
1: that, and that's why I didn't like that Raviel. That Raviel one burned me because, obviously, I don't know if you watched that video, you'll see I cracked a Raviel 9.5. Yeah. And that one turned out to be worse than a PSA 9 yeah. and BGS got, gave it a 9.5. Yeah. yeah. So th- that one that one really burned me. But that's why I don't crack BGS 9. 9 BGS cases anymore cuz you can't see the damage through right. the case.
0: Yeah, and I have a I have like half a dozen 9.5s and I'm like, "Damn, I want those out." Yeah. Um but I like the yeah. idea, you know, hey, it's going to go in yeah. the binder. And at another time yeah. I can always regrade and I'm probably get to 10, you know, if, if I, I
1: ever need the money, I'll just send it in. Like I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not wilding here. Like I, I, I know what I'm doing. I that love that.
0: <clears throat> I actually, uh, I just put, I put PSA on blast the other day just because, you know, they sent back some cards that are very expensive. Um, but yeah. that's where that, I was thinking like you were, I was like, you know what, these are going to go in the binder for now at another yeah. time. I can always send these not a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It doesn't need to get done today. Um, and and like it that.
1: can't be stuff that I graded with PSA, by the way. I, I don't do that mm. unless like I, I'm I'm permanently sending it. So like, there's some stuff I crack where it's like, I I knew the card would not get the ten. I'm trying to squeeze for the ten, but if it doesn't get it, I crack that and I just leave it in my binder permanently because it got the rightful grade. Yeah, you were just but hoping to squeeze by. my binder. My binder section is basically pack fresh not centered that's my binder pretty much right because i I wanted to just be factory fresh that's what i would like um and uh when when um when when it i forgot my point but whatever yeah that's kind of another thing i did with with uh psa though like I, i i do have to say Like, some stuff, like, I don't know how, like, what what goes on in their head. Like, some stuff that they grade not. Like, I think under nine is, like, nine and under, in my opinion, even nine is very questionable sometimes for what they let through. Like, I think they let in some nines that, like, literally does make sense. Mm -hmm. Why is this even a mint card? Like, it's literally near mint at best. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So, nine, you have to be a lot more careful with.
0: I like that. Okay. So, that was... This, that was pretty much the bulk of my questions. Now we're going to start going into what other people had asked. Um, sure. So the first one, the first one is funny because I want to know too, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, you had, we're, we're going to go back to the beginning where, you know, I mentioned that you had that Digimon stuff, right? Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Digimon specifically? Digibattle battle and that, that community of people do you pay attention at all?
2: Um,
1: so I, I, I did in the beginning, um, I, I think Digimon kind of got uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think the problem that I had with Digimon was uh, it got too too expensive too for bad. what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I felt like uh, the whole brand in itself, um, and and just how like the the artwork is. The artwork is obviously, like, Windows XP, like, uh, I don't know what to call CGI. it, like that, uh, 3D models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not hand-drawn, if that makes sense. It's, like, computer-generated graphics. Mm-hmm. So, to me, you're kind of... Uh... I liked it. I had 9.5 WarGreymon. I sold it to Wolfie. I don't know if you know what that is. Mm-hmm. Wolfie Collects, yeah. yeah. Um, I had 9.5 WarGreymon Hollow. I ended up selling it for, like, two grand because I felt like, like... Like, this is a lot for, for this card. Yeah. And maybe I'm wrong. Like, obviously, the market doesn't agree with me here. But um, uh, I felt like it just got a little too expensive, too expensive for where yeah. it is. I think the sealed product is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think the sealed product is so unique. Like, the fact that it's only blisters, yeah, yeah. the fact that there's literally different cards seated in every different, different color blister, like, yeah, that's yeah. mind-boggling. That's like, we've <laughs> never seen that before. It's right. extremely unique. But I just think that Digimon uh Digi Battle is I think it's a little too niche for how expensive it got. Like yeah. I, I I just think it's like like this is wild like I saw a series 6 booster pack granted I know it's like yeah, dumb rare that. right right but like I those are like thousands of dollars like that that's wild to me. Right. So um yeah, I mean there's not a single Yu-Gi-Oh pack that's hit over a thousand dollars so like it's like it's it's like you have to at the end of the day like how niche uh like like how rare is it to compensate for the nicheness right that's kind of where i i ended up like kind of pulling the plug on my stuff Mm. i liked it i i could see 60 70 100 for a blister once it got like a thousand dollars i was like all right like this this is too much i'd rather just put my money somewhere else like that's honestly Bigger how i see better
0: it. brand like Yu-Gi-Oh.
1: yeah like it's just too much risk like yeah, yeah. I, I don't know i i just found it's like too much risk for me right yeah. um I, I still have i still have where garuru mon which is my favorite uh, which cool. is my favorite digimon yeah, yeah i kept one thing i always usually keep one thing from my uh, as a memorabilia for like my time yeah. investing in that thing yeah i still have that wear garuru mon and um uh, I would love to pick up a Lilymon hollow, But okay. I know that that's like crazy money. <laughs> From series six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I had one. Look, I gave it away. Like,
0: sorry? I had one, but I traded it to one of my buddies, but uh wasn't in the condition that oh, I, yeah? I want. Yeah. Yeah. That that
1: was that that's a wild ass car. Like, bro, that car <laughs> is like how the hell are you that shit does not pop up, man. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've probably seen one one in like the last three years. Crazy. And then I obviously got yeah. one on accident, but uh yeah <clears throat> yeah okay yeah uh, the other thing i wanted to touch on too is how did you acquire those cases back in the day the the red i think you had red and green like how- yeah i
1: had red and green um i got them from there's a lot of digimon in canada i
0: don't know if I you noticed, noticed this that. i noticed that
1: uh th- there there's so much digimon in canada bro like yeah. and that's where i got them from i got them from some shop that had uh some some leftover it's like the only vintage thing that he had left wow and he ended up selling them to me. I believe I paid like probably like $50 a blister and I would, and I would sell them for like $60 a blister yeah. at the time, or like maybe a hundred, hundred eventually as I started running, yeah. um, running out. Yeah. I think, I think the max I sold was like 150. I don't quite remember. You can remind me, but I was, I was right around 90 bucks when you were selling them. Yeah. And then you ran out. Um, but I got it for like $50 a uh, thing. And then someone bought uh, the whole case, one whole case from me. Yeah. I ended up selling, I actually got scammed on one of them. I Well, at least I believe I got scammed. Like, um, I, uh, he ended up getting delivered somewhere else. And the guy was so adamant about getting a refund. Like he would not wait or anything like that. So I felt like I got the heebie-jeebies. Like oh, maybe he, yeah. he did something, he tampered with something, but, um, yeah, like that one, I ended up losing like 15 or 16 blisters in that sale. So I ended up actually like even breaking even. Like I didn't even make money off of those. Uh, but yeah. actually, I got, oh, wait, I got also the, the series, the green ones. I picked up a case for $25 a blister.
2: Oh, wow. So that,
1: yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was the green one, though. But Damn. the red ones were, were expensive. More expensive, yeah. Yeah, the guy had yellow ones, too. I don't know if he still has them. That was a long time ago. He probably got cleaned out, though. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I don't even remember his name, but he had yellow ones, too. There's someone else. I don't know his his name. It's like some white dude. Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't remember. Like, it's some guy, like, he had, he sent, he sent, I actually traded with him uh, for his blisters. They got to me, but I told him to declare low value, Mm. and he didn't and i was i had to pay like five hundred dollars tax i was like forget it i declined the package it got sent back to him and and we had a falling out because of that because he wanted me to pay that 500 bucks i was like dude i told you to declare like yeah, either yeah. You, you, you do it I, I know what i'm doing here you declare it as i asked or i'm not paying that extra 500 bucks or you're gonna pay for it and mm-hmm. i don't mind accepting it and he wouldn't do it so we ended up having a falling out and he had like 15 20 blisters Ooh. but that was like the only ones i found like there, there's uh, there's very very um there's it's very rare yeah. that's for sure
0: yeah that's crazy just those you know couple encounters that you had that were kind of negative kind of like eh, i don't know about this yeah dude that is like the overall story of it, it is it's very frustrating to be in the digimon community yeah. that's why these guys are asking because they're like man they they're all distraught <laughs> they're all pissed and i get it too like you know i've dealt with it luckily i'm pretty much done with digimon like i i have yeah. i have Fulfilled what I wanted. There's only a few yeah. things on my list that I'd go for, but yeah, for the most part, I'm like, I am very content. So this year for me, big year is going to be like Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. So that's what we're working yeah. on. Um, Interesting. But yeah, we got a lot, what, lot of what do you have
1: cards. in Digimon? If you don't mind me asking,
0: if you have time, <laughs> this is all Digimon behind me. That's the first thing. I I have the largest. I have the largest PSA collection of Digimon cards. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, um, that's wild. I have like just under 100 PSA tens. Um, I have the biggest gold text collection for PSA 10s, um, BGS. I wow. probably have more 9.5s than all the people who hate me at BGS. So like, <laughs> um, yeah. And then I got wow. the Fox kids promos that just got sent back. Those are like the rarest cards in the game. I got the whole set. Um, that's pretty much the pinnacle. Wow. So once I get those slapped up, it's not many things I want, you know what I mean? So,
1: yeah, and you've been holding for a
0: minute. If you've been collecting like
1: since since you were trying to buy the I think those green ones were what like two three years ago. Yeah, yeah I've, I, I don't even remember. That's
0: that's a big thing, you know. I have a lot of like high ticket cards that I have not sold because yeah. they're they're mine. Um, yeah. you know the extras, little things here and there I get rid of, but yeah, yeah. I'm, you're I'm that guy. you're
1: a true collector. I'm the guy holding holding <laughs> yeah. everything. Um, you're huddling, yeah, keeping
0: keeping Digimon alive. <clears throat> but um, that's, that's really good, man. Honestly, I yeah,
1: I, I applaud it. I th- I think Digi battle is is um. I like the card game. I, I like how uh, rustic it looks. Yeah. It looks very vintage, you know, like that two thousand two to it. Yeah. Um, um, I, th- I think I think I think it's a great game. I just think like it's so damn obnoxious. It's tough. It's like tough. it's so damn obnoxious. Like how hard it is to get the stuff. How hard it is to you know build a damn collection. It's, with it's my experience, really tough too. So.
0: With my Sorry? experience, I said with my experience too. Like you know, not you, not count, not counting you, but. A lot of the dudes you run into are not the type of dudes you want with all the supply. It's just really, eh? yeah, it, I have, I've had a lot of nightmare encounters. I've had a lot of bad run-ins with people. Yeah. That's yours was a return on my end and that was still a pleasant experience. So like imagine you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> there's like other stuff that's just been bad. Yeah. We've been, the group's been through a lot, so it's pretty crazy, but, um, yeah, dude, that's that's my thing. That is yeah. that is my. The thing. one
1: that I had the problem with, I had beef with. I think his name is like Charge Our King or something like that. We, we me and him still have each other blocked. I, I don't remember what well. happened, but I honestly have no recollection of what happened. But I know that he does. Uh, I think his name is
0: he's he's the, he's charizard yeah did you want emperor? Yeah, emperor or yeah, something he hates me too Yeah,
1: like him that guy that guy me and him have some beef but i
0: don't remember why dude. <laughs> i just oh, i just yeah. know that we have each other blocked yeah he has me <laughs> blocked too um i've made videos on that dude and uh oh really eh? Yeah, i've had ghost accounts come get me and he has his henchmen attack me all the time I'm like guys get over it he, i've caught <laughs> i caught that dude with his pants down basically but anyways we won't get too far into that um that's pretty cool though i'm i'm i had no idea how you got that stuff i was always curious too i was like how the hell does this guy get this stuff you know what i mean but it makes sense yes. you know you're up there in canada us, a lot of canada dudes you know they have they come across it a lot easier than uh, us but yeah that digi
1: schnitzel guy he has uh he's he's canada based too he's Canada based yeah. too and he he has like apparently he told me he has the highest sealed collection or something like that like he has the biggest sealed collection that's what he said so i'm very interested to see like what he has actually He he's always opening blisters, bro. Like that's wild shit. Let me just mute this. Yeah. He, uh, Oh, was that yours or mine? Was uh, that yours? might've been, might've been mine.
0: Um, but anyways, yeah, he, he used to be a part of our group here. He's not (laughs) not with us anymore, but, um, yeah, we know of him. Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. He's, uh, so that'll be, that'll be very interesting.
0: Um, let's see. Oh, here's another question from discord here. It says, uh, there's a pin video. I'm guessing they're talking about, um, your $2 million collection. I am guessing it's yeah, that the, video. There's yeah. a pin video on your channel. How much of that collection is still sealed or did you end up selling some or all of it? I'm pretty sure that's your, your means of running a store, right? Yeah. So
1: a lot of people a lot of people look at it, they're like, Oh shit, you're a millionaire. Like how do you have Okay, you have to see it like Imagine you go into a pharmacy and you see this guy has a bunch of medicine. Do right. you say like, oh shit, like look at how <laughs> much medicine he has? No, it's not. It's like literally how he runs the business, yeah, right? Like you I gotta know. have some sort of inventory to run it, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean, uh, no, I don't open anything. I I got my fill when I first got back in. I'm 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 good on opening stuff, but um, I did sell a lot of it because I wanted to um, consolidate a lot of my value. And instead of like having such a like quantity, I wanted a little bit more quantity. Mm. So I ended up like actually selling a lot of it or trading it towards like sealed booster boxes um stuff like that um so like my my my, the value of the collection is around the same but it's just not um as big if right, that makes right, sense right. Yeah, i yeah. still have the booster packs those are kind of like my bread and butter i sell those like throw throughout- the yeah.
0: the cases the vintage cases and things like that are those off limits those are pretty much going to stick with you or what or is there always a right price for something uh the cases you mean the booster boxes um you had a lot of sealed or the cases, or the tins like under the tins and stuff like that, yeah.
1: The tins I don't mind selling um, because uh, they're just they're very big, mm. so I don't mind partitioning those. I only need one set anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the booster box tins, those are uh, th- the booster box cases. Those are like dumb rare, so like <laughs> those I I like keeping. <laughs> staying with you.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, another question: Who are some of your favorite collectors?
1: Some of my favorite collectors. So for Yu Gi Oh, um, I'm a big fan of vintage Yu Gi Oh. He 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 has a massive PSA collection. He has like everything. Man. Um. Who else collects? Like obviously old school expert. I think he sold most of his stuff, but back when he was collecting, he had like pretty much everything I wanted. Yeah. Um. In terms of other ones. There's a guy called Asian Yen Sation on on <laughs> I think Instagram. Okay, he he has basically the biggest. Um, he is the biggest. Uh, Yu Gi Oh prize card collection in the world. Wow. So he's nine of them, wow. and and that's wild. Like each one's probably around eighty grand. So you have to think like that.
0: Oh, <laughs> he's okay. nine of them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you follow like so, any other style collectors or is it just mainly like Yu-Gi-Oh guys? I actually
1: follow uh Pokemon like my if you actually look at my follow list on Instagram it's mostly it, it doesn't even have to be high end but you just have to display your cards in a nice way. Mm-hmm. So there's a guy called Milfi Trading or something like that. He he does not have like Anything high end, but he takes amazing pictures of the mm. cards. So, like, I that's I give him a follow, that's stuff cool. like that. Yeah, like, yeah, it has to be artistic again. You have to be bringing like something really new to the hobby. It's not yeah. just somebody like freaking fanning out their cards and taking a picture like that. Yeah, yeah. That shit doesn't, I, I don't do I'm that. The same <laughs> I don't like that.
0: I'm the same way too. Yeah. It's like, you know, why, why follow everyone's doing that? You know what I mean? Give me, give me, be exactly, unique, yeah. do, do something different or at least at the minimum have quality you know, to put behind your stuff. So I get that. Uh, yeah. let's see. Uh, any other hobbies outside of collecting? I know we talked about softball, but you do, you do anything else? Is there anything else you enjoy to do? Do you like gaming or?
1: Uh, I read a lot. I, I read a lot of, uh, not, not like fiction and stuff. I, I try to read a lot of like history and stuff. That's oh, my wow. my forte. I really like reading
0: history and stuff. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have never guessed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: that, that's my main thing. Otherwise,
0: um, Let's see. If you had to start over today, let's say, let's say you're a brand new Mm Yu-Gi-Oh collector today. How do you do it?
1: What I would do is, okay. So you have to find a way to create money, right? You have to create a revenue stream in order to fund some of the stuff that you want to buy. So I would say you have to have at least like five to $10,000, Okay. Mm -hmm. And then what you need to do is um, you have to try and buy bulk collections and make like 50 cents Mm. on every single card that you make via TCG player. Yeah. Once you establish your TCG player store, I think that that's the one with the least amount of um, barrier to entry. Yep. You, what you have to do first of all is cut your prices a lot less than other people yep. so that you can get your name recognized on TCG player and move up the ladder. And then you take a little bit of a hit there. And then uh, after that, you, you, you start basically putting like around six, $700 into the new releases mm. and you partition every single card out.
0: None, um, of, it's, none of it's for you.
1: But I would recommend you you do that with Pokemon, actually, instead of Yu-Gi-Oh! You do it with Pokemon, and then you put your money into vintage Yu-Gi-Oh! If you want (laughs) to collect Yu-Gi-Oh! But because Pokemon, like, it's actually... People collect comments. People collect the the things. In Yu-Gi-Oh! That's not going to happen. So that's, like, basically dead money. Yeah, yeah. With with Pokemon, you can do that. So that's what I would do. If if I was me, if I was me starting over again, what I would do is... I would love to start over again because... um, I would definitely put a lot of money into Pokemon. My operation would be a lot more Pokemon. and I, I have a very thorough understanding of Pokemon. I have like pretty much, I know as much about Pokemon as I do about Yu-Gi-Oh. Right. Um, it's just uh, a lot of people do it for Pokemon. Nobody does it for Yu-Gi-Oh. So I just chose yeah. to do it for Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so that's what I would do. I would literally just invest in the new cases, split them out, make an extra little bit of money that way and then put that right back into the hobby that's what i did for the first i didn't i didn't actually sustain my lifestyle there is not a cent that was pulled out of the hobby um for the first 5 6 years of my collecting yeah
0: that's what it takes yeah, yeah.
1: every single dollar that i made went right back into buying something else so what i was doing there was actually taking money from other from outside and putting it into the hobby from other people right like people who are buying from me they're bringing money money from outside into the hobby and that's what you need to do if you want your hobby to grow you have to bring money from the outside money circulating on the inside does not mean anything if if a card is being traded between five people all the time (laughs) it's nothing like you're not growing the hobby right right that's that's not how you actually gain value The value gained is when you bring money from other resources, like where people are rather spend it with you instead of, I don't know, wherever, somewhere else, like instead of buying a phone case or some shit, they buy your car instead. So that's kind of how you have to do it. And you have to basically provide enough value for people to do that.
0: I love it. Yeah. So there you guys go. Buy your bulk. (laughs) get to TCG player and just start working small, small victories. That's, that's what it is. And I, I try to tell them that all the time. Um, but you know, yeah. hopefully that was pretty clear. Yeah. I think that's actually a pretty easy strategy that anyone can execute. Um, yeah.
1: You need to build capital first yeah. so that you, before you buy the, the the stuff that you actually want, you have to have enough capital Something that you really can hold the stuff man. that you want. Yeah.
0: That's great. Okay. Uh, this is a fun one. Favorite season of Yu-Gi-Oh!
1: My favorite season is probably Battle City. Yeah. <laughs> I love Battle City.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I just like that. The God cards, go everything.
2: Um, we Sorry.
0: Actually, that's pretty much as far as I go with the anime, too. Just season one, season two. Oh, yeah. Um, those are like, my, I'll watch those back and forth, back and forth. I never move much further than that, but I did have someone recommend, yeah. uh, I think it's 5Ds. They're like, you have to watch 5Ds. Like, after, after yeah. the original series, watch 5Ds. That's like the next best one.
1: You can just read it, bro. I, I always tell people just read it. You're going to see the same cards and you get through the whole thing with, well, if, if time, if you're not doing it for like entertainment, you're trying to actually like invest for your work, right? Mm-hmm. Like for me, I read GX, I read five D's not because like I actually care too much, but because I know it's like a side of my business that I need you to need understand. To yeah. Right. You know, cool trainer, Ryan, he did that too. Right. Like cool trainer, Ryan, he bought out a store, uh, like an old shop yeah and there half of it was Yu-Gi-Oh, right and he was selling me hobby boxes without knowing it was hobby boxes and all that
2: I, yeah we talked
0: <laughs> about that
1: yeah and, and then and then what's it called uh what he did was like holy shit like i don't know what the hell i'm doing here he went and watched the show like i i totally respect that like he yeah. he optimized his own inventory he like that's what you that gotta part. hear something <laughs>
0: it's so funny Sorry? he didn't tell me that part when we talked it was funny because he was like yeah man he was like there's hobby there's retail there's this or that i was like damn this dude knows his stuff but now i know the background yeah. what it took to get to that <laughs> yeah
1: bro he was like sitting there as he was sorting cards he had the freaking show play uh, like he had the show playing that dude's because great, he ne- you have to get familiar with the cards otherwise you're you're, you're gonna be ignorant yeah, right yeah. yeah and and if you want to succeed you knowledge is power like it really is power like Uh, when when you know something the other person don't doesn't you have literally a huge power advantage over them so why would you want that in that hobby right like you want to have the most amount of power yeah so not in a bad way but like you want to protect yourself as much as possible right business-wise yep Yep. so you got to read them you got so that's why i recommend like just read them i i can't sit through a tv show anymore like uh, uh like uh unless it's like A super high quality TV show, I can't. Mm. So I have to read it, get familiar with the cards, and that that's what I do.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, I also the other thing too, like that credibility. I like to Mm -hmm. I like to support and I'll I'll pay those people because they Mm -hmm. know what they're doing. I don't like to buy from I really I despise buying from like pure resellers that know nothing about cards. That like yeah drives me up the wall. I'm like, you lucky bastard, like you got here before me. That's the only reason you have that. You know what I mean? and i'm no, at the yeah. mercy of you that someone did, that really probably doesn't deserve to have that product you know i'd rather much yeah. rather have like a collector or someone who's very knowledgeable have that it's like i'll pay his premium cuz this guy knows his stuff he cares about it you know <clears throat> i'm the
1: same way i'm the same way I, I if i see somebody invested in the hobby i always like to reward them yeah like i i always like to reward cuz you're doing you're doing what actually keeps the hobby going yes i'm going to make if i buy from the 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 reseller or the person who doesn't know anything Okay, I'll make a couple hundred bucks, but long term, I am not doing anything here. Yeah. Right? Like the 200 bucks is not going to go anywhere. If I'm able to support this guy who is seriously invested in the hobby, it going. will come back around because even if he doesn't buy my share, he's going to buy somebody else's share who's going to buy my share. Yeah. Right? So it, it goes around in that way. So Damn. yeah, I definitely always support the hobbyists before I support the the regular dudes. That's awesome.
0: Okay. Uh, this one's. This was a question I had. I always see you wearing the um, the collector hoodies, you know, mm-hmm. the cole- collector app. Uh, yeah. Could you tell us about that? Because the only the only exposure I, I ever had to do it is we had a bot um join our Discord, and it yeah. was just there to basically promote the app. I don't know anything about yeah. it. I haven't downloaded it because I don't. You know, I'm old school. Yeah. If I want information, I'll Google it. I don't need an app. But yeah. what is it? What What is that? And what's your affiliation with them?
1: So. um Collector is an app that basically, I don't know if you have this, but I have an Excel sheet or I had an Excel sheet that basically keeps track of my inventory. Okay. (laughs) Um, Collector is basically that inventory that I can share with other people. So I get a lot of high end people that message me, hey, like, what do you have for sale? Right. Some stuff that I'm not going to be listing on eBay, stuff like that. Mm. I'm able to grab that profile and send it to them, and they're able to check it out. Okay, yeah. that's kind of Just how like this I is what use I it. Have. Exactly. That's how I use it personally. Other people use it, which is I think the more intended way to use it, which is basically they keep track of their raw card prices via TCG player. Okay. Okay. Um it's it's very investment based it's like I don't know if you've seen like wealth simple the app, is like pretty much right exactly the same way.
0: So there's like notifications when this card hits this price, you get a you get a ping. Um
1: or- I believe so yeah i believe wow. so yeah you get you get that you also get um uh it's like an inventory tracker. that's the best way to go about it okay my affiliation with them is i know the people who made it mm. uh i'm actually really good friends with one of them like uh we we had dinner with my family and has like stuff like that like we're we're really good friends so i i support them uh they don't really pay me anything and um they uh I mean they did a ho- they did host a giveaway with me like for some of my binders they 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 purchased some of the binders at like not retail but, like my cost yeah, yeah so that we can give them away and that was pretty much it i mean that's my affiliation with them. i just, i just know the the owner i think like it's a really fluid app like i don't like I don't know. You, you've seen those apps are like, they, they look like a hamster wheel is running on the back end <laughs> to, to power it. Yeah. Like I'm not a fan of that.
0: Okay. It's an easy interface. So, oh.
1: Yeah. It's an easy intuitive interface. And these guys are busting their ass. Like this guy literally spends six hours a day aside from his regular job. Like he calls me sometimes and, and he, while he's coding mm. and like they're, they're coding the app to always be better every single day. So yeah, I think I think uh they do a good job and that's that's the main reason I support them. Yeah.
0: I had no idea. I'm I, Sorry? Go I ahead. had no idea. I had no idea at all and like Yeah. If there's no interest, I won't even look, but I kept seeing you wear that damn sweater and I was like I'm asking yeah. about that, so. That
1: that's that's <coughs> the main reason. I told him, "Yo, throw me a sweater. I'll, I'll put it on in my <laughs> videos. I'm sure it'll get somebody." At it least. looks great, too. Um, I mean it's yeah, perfect I, I don't know if it would work for you because again you seem like you're more like my type where you're 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 that's all you do where you just look at prices and stuff like that yeah. so it might not be suited for you but a lot of the newer people i think that that's what it's made for mm. it's for them to be able to keep track of their uh, their smaller inventories as they continue to grow yeah so
0: that's cool yeah. I, had, I had no idea that's pretty sweet <clears throat> okay let me see i think we're we're just about out of questions the last question and I threw this in just because our mod, he's being a troll, but, uh, he, <laughs> he asked if you like chili dogs, <laughs>
1: chili dog. What is that? <laughs> you, don't you don't
0: know what a chili dog no.
1: Is that like, is that like with chili on top of the hot dogs? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get a hot dog with a bun and then you just throw some hot chili and then like maybe some shredded cheese, jalapeno. I bread.
1: like them separately. So I'm pretty sure I would like them together. I've never had them.
0: <laughs> oh, so that, that'll be your chore. We'll get, we'll have, you have to go seek some chili dogs. Um, it's a running <laughs> joke in the court, but, uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was the last one to kind of end this on. Um, that's pretty much it. I don't I don't think I have much else to touch on. We've been running for shoot, I don't know, two two and a half hours, two hours forty five minutes. It's been great. Uh, I feel like it. But
1: uh, <laughs> I, I hope I didn't take up too much of your time, man. No, honestly. no, no. I I I had a slated till.
0: I, I ramble a lot. <laughs> till, no, no, no. That's exactly what this is for. It's about you. It has nothing to do with me. Um, <laughs> I wanted to have this run till one o'clock, so it's it's perfect. Um, perfect timing. Yeah. Uh. But again, I want to, I appreciate you taking your time. Cause I mean, it was, I was worried. I was, I was legitimately worried. It's like, I'm not gonna be able to get this guy. Cause he just won't email me back. But you were that busy. No, so no,
1: no, I'm not, I'm not like that. No, <clears> I, I, I don't reply to emails. It's just, I saw it, I typed it out and I just didn't send just or this. like it slipped my mind <laughs> to reply or something. It's not that like I didn't right, see it. Right. So but I always, I always, like, if I make a meeting or something, I always, I'm there. Don't worry. Yeah. No, I, Yeah. yeah. If you want to do it. anything else later together, a collab or something, I'm totally down
2: sweet
0: if you
1: i don't know where are you located
0: i'm in oklahoma now well, i was in California. oklahoma yeah
1: where is that like is that is that close north to of texas. cali north of texas.
0: sorry north of texas north of texas all
1: right yeah. way off yeah Yeah. <laughs> okay i mean if i'm ever in that area if you're if you'd be down i'll definitely be down to come over and do like uh strictly collections with your stuff oh yeah if 100%. you're cool with that
0: 100 you don't even got to ask um, Amazing. <laughs> yeah man i really appreciate it i've learned a lot actually there's a lot of things and I'm going to go back and review because there were questions in here for me, you know, that I got your no. insight on. And I'm like, damn, you know, that got me thinking on some <laughs> things. So I really appreciate it, man. It's been great. And uh, thank you, chat, for coming in and, uh, you know, listening to us. It's been good, man. I, I this is probably one of my favorite things to do. Um, so really appreciate it. I don't have much else to say. This will be on Spotify and um, Apple here sh- soon for anyone that has those. If you don't want to tune in on your phone. <clears throat> Listening in the car, whatever it'll be there. And that's it. I got. I got nothing else. You got anything?
1: That's no, it. Thank you so much for having me, man.
0: All right. Thanks, Omar. Peace, guys. All right. Peace. All right. We are all done.